for themselves. Good luck. I'll be rotting for you. But one of you is a monster. Masquerading as one of our own. I can't wait to find out what breed of evil you are. Greater delights await. I wish to see you proceed. Feed it. Their blood, their pain. All for us. What is it you pray for? This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Hello and welcome to an Organized Chaos podcast. Once again, choosing the uh, best podcast ever uh, for your listening pleasure. Well, good choice to those listening. Good choice. <laughs> I, I think the only thing better than our podcast is our humility. <laughs> uh, joining us uh, is uh, Bobby, as always, and CP. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Hi. I'm I'm existing. Yes, yes. Thank you for joining us, CP. Um, last yes, minute guest you. coming in. Uh, George was supposed to be here, but uh, he forgot about something. Uh, so CP jumped in. It was like, awesome. Thank you, dude. Um, my, my pleasure. Um, and I'm going to be calling Bobby Rob because my my brain doesn't work right. So you're Bob. He's Rob. I'm sorry. Yes. That's the way it's going to be. So yeah, that's the thing, it's, CP. It's we my have... own thing. We have these guests on here that break the patterns. We we like to have only have white guys by the name of Robert on this podcast. It's just how we roll, okay? It just, it just happens. I broke the mold. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 this is outside our comfort zone. We have to figure out a way around it. But, we, <laughs> but uh, yeah, today we actually have pretty much a whole Halloween episode except for a little bit of uh, the news. Uh, we'll be covering 1931's Frankenstein. We got 1985's Fright Night. And then two new releases, uh, Werewolf by Night, which I literally thought was coming out next year. And all of a sudden, I hear that it's out on Friday. I'm like, what? They literally just announced that last month. How's that out already? <laughs> and it, it premiered at yeah. Uh, Austin. Yeah, 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 just a few days ago, I think. And it was like, what? Huh? <laughs> Um, and then we got the, the, the new release that I was actually expecting, the, the new Hellraiser. Um, we'll get to our thoughts on those. Uh, but uh, before we get to that, uh, got some news stories to talk about. Um, so I was going to start out with a little bit about Dr. Oz, who uh, 
apparently uh, got did, did he get canceled? Did the show get canceled? Well, the show is actually ending. I believe this season, but because oh. of the whole Senate run thing, oh. he has been ridiculous. Um, this whole Senate run's been kind of a joke. I feel um, <laughs> like number one, he should be slam dunking this with just name recognition alone, and he's getting his ass handed to him quite readily by Fetterman. Um, and one, one thing on one... paper shouldn't be hand- <laughs> handing his ass mm. to him. No, no, not at all. The guy like literally I... had a stroke. Yeah, <laughs> and he's still like... winning. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's maybe it's the sympathy vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's in bad health, but I'm voting for him anyway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it just recently came out that Dr. Oz liked to do lots of animal experiments, which is uh, mm. apparently over 300 dogs have died in his animal experiments. So uh, okay. it's a violation of quite a few uh, regulations. And I'm having trouble bringing Enough. it up because if I bring it up, you guys will no longer be on video. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, mm. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> but I just thought it'd be good to bring up Dr. Oz because just looking up his Wikipedia and his politics section of his Wikipedia is actually MP. incredibly interesting. So on abortion, in 2022, during his Senate run, he's announced that, yeah, life begins at uh, conception. Prior to 2019... He had supported abortion rights. Although he said he disliked abortion on a personal level, he said he saw the effect of unsafe and illegal abortions prior to Roe versus Wade decision legalizing abortion nationwide. He also noted when? at the time that he opposed six-week abortion bans. <laughs> How does he feel about animal life? When does yeah. that start? I don't have yeah. anything on that one yet, but <laughs> Jesus. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, health care. Well, that's the thing. Uh, at first, uh, when COVID-19 first came out, he initially praised Anthony Fauci for how he handled the pandemic. And mm-hmm. since then, he's called him a tyrant. <laughs> um, so yeah. he's just kind of echoing those same... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In 2022, he said he would vote to repeal the Affordable Health Care Act. When in 2009, he said healthcare should be mandatory and that everybody in America should have health coverage. And if you can't afford it, we have to give it to you. Yeah, like they're they're taught that doctors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, you know, it, it's part of their whole little shtick, mm-hmm. like you know, bedside manner. Yeah, yeah. Patients, like, all, do all, no all that. Do no. Yeah. It's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, no. Uh I guess I, I saw this the article about the animals. I was like, oh, what a piece of crap. Let's talk about Oz. And I'm just looking up his Wikipedia, and it's like a joke. It's like he used to have positions, but now they've all changed this to align with the, the standard right-wing Republican positions. He's not a person anymore. He's just well, spouting out these points. <laughs> MAGA, the, the, the MAGA wing of the Republican Party, it, it it's... Uh, I used to be on TV. Now I'm running for uh, a seat in office. And everything I said in the past doesn't matter because mm-hmm. I'm sponsored by Mr. Orange. Uh, same thing in, I think, Arizona. The the woman who's either running for governor or Senate was a newscaster. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, it, it's like the Republican Party 
you you have to have TV credits yeah. to, to run for office, apparently. Yeah, yeah, definitely at least that. Um, <laughs> Are you well, good it, on it seems like it's either that or, you know, it's like, um, like the, the PTA Super Karen somehow wins the national seat. Like, I'm talking like, you know, your Bobers, your Greens, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. People who generally, and I'm not going to say that, you know, you have to be a certain type of person, but you have to have some sort of education. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, long-standing career within whether local politics, whether it's within your own community, volunteering, or actually holding office or working for someone who holds office, as opposed to just kind of jumping into it and, like, yeah, I, I, I just I don't I don't get the GOP anymore. I the, really they're like watered so, down Sarah Palin's, which is they really are saying yeah. something. It, it, well, it, Sarah well, Palin well, used to be the extreme. I mean, holy yeah, shit. yeah. And what was it? Bo, and what was it? Bobert got her GED like you know a month or a few months before being sworn into office. Yeah, she's been arrested a couple times too. So yeah, and her husband also happen. exposed himself to uh, some children in a bowling alley too. Yeah, in fact, that's how they met. <laughs> that is how they met. Is that really? And he exposed himself to. <laughs> What a great way to start yeah, a relationship! Husband, yeah, right her husband there. does have several, several like uh, d- like uh, neighborhood or disturbances. Oh, or just I saw a video about that. He's driving drunk. his yeah. truck. Yeah, yeah, because he's drunk and harassing his their neighbors. Yeah, like every clip of her, I, I feel like she's she's in the wrong industry. Like you want to be a right wing comedian, I think. Yeah, because she she like she'll do the same. As a comedian, as somebody who's done yeah. rehearsed bits, I recognize what she's doing, and it's not politics. She's doing shtick. She's doing a yeah. bit every time. Like, oh, I need to tell you about this joke that uh, I, I I said to Elon. Oh, I can't pronounce her name. Omar. Ilhan Omar, did I get that yeah, right? Sounds right. That whole elevator story, you could see like seven different versions of her telling that story. Yeah. And it's like uh, you, you're you're trying your tight ten is what you're doing. You're, yeah, you're you, not you, a politician. You're still hammering the bit out. You're still yeah. working it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta find the laugh line. Yeah, I gotta find what what works and what doesn't. <laughs> but it's, it's it's remarkable to me that not only that people with like this clear amount of crazy are uh, like elected, but there are people who back them and like with money. Said, yes, mm-hmm. like yeah, they spent money <laughs> on it on them. But not only that, that voted for them, like put their vote, walked into the ba- their polling place, vote, cast their vote for them. Mm-hmm. That that to me is just the I, I don't know if it scares if if it makes me scared or sad. Yeah. Well, the idiot fourteen year old in me thinks uh, some of them might be voting. Oh well, she's kind of attractive. I I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to look at that for the next two years if I have to listen to politics. Mm-hmm. And I, I really hope that's not what the case is, but. If you were to ask 14-year-old me, which thankfully the age to vote is 18, but <laughs> yeah. if you were to ask 14-year-old me, I'd have nothing but but sexy women running the country. <laughs> 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 well, 
which is why 14 year olds shouldn't vote <laughs> yeah which is why 14 year olds aren't the right yeah. vote. i would be voting with the wrong brain as well that is that would be an issue yeah yeah i'm not gonna say i would vote the right i would totally same all day yeah. but you know, that's why 14 year olds only take part in mock elections yeah yeah, yeah. 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 You're, you're all set over there yeah. <laughs> well, it, 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 I think it brings up an interesting point because I remember, like, I was around during George W. Bush or H. W. Bush. Um, I mean, I was around. I was younger. But I remember even then, yeah, like, Republicans made sense. I didn't really agree with them a whole lot, but they made sense. Now I just now, feel like it's completely off the deep end. It's no. what the fuck. One. I'd say the first moment I started paying attention to politics would be, I mean, probably after 9-11 because I was in high school when that happened. And that's kind of when I started paying closer attention to Mm -hmm. a lot of it because I had a lot of older friends who were telling me, like, this is the time you really need to pay attention to them. Mm -hmm. It's like, what? pay attention to them being the government, pay attention to how they react, what we do, changes we make here and all that. And so I have like a very clear memory of George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. I have faint memories of Clinton. And I mean, mm-hmm. I just remember uh, the people making fun of HW from being a little kid, but not knowing what any of that meant. But yeah, I do. My lips. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like lie. that. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that this aggression will not now. stand. Yeah. Like <laughs> stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, paying very close attention to like d- juniors, like, campaign there's a lot of it that i still strongly am against mm-hmm. yeah and despise but i will say if i can take that as my comparison and looking back through archival like news footage and dates of former republicans of that i can say that the party is nothing what it once was i think that i know that when trump was pretty much running and like after he had gotten the election in 2016 and a lot of 2017 a lot of people from the right were echoing like you know we need to be more like the ronald reagan republican party (laughs) during like the ronald reagan republican phrase being turned around i go like well the difference is ronald reagan wouldn't maliciously attack the left he would cross the aisle to work with the left yeah Yeah, he worked with the russians Mm -hmm. yes like (laughs) fuck's sakes Mm. i mean Nixon was questionable, but I mean, what he did—the work he did with China—was impressive. Like, yeah, yeah, cannot yeah. not you cannot. I mean, there's a lot negative you could say about Nixon, but I mean, yeah, that's that was great for our economy at that time, and still it helped move us to the economical state that we were uh, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. Ever since the end of Carter, as we haven't progressed financially since. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a funny thing and that about that man is still building houses to this day. I uh, do. Yeah. <laughs> like... What what I respect the most about Jimmy Carter is he had that speech that he said, "Listen, shit's gonna start sucking," and people voted him out because he was like, "Oh, too honest. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Give me somebody that'll tell me something that that will be okay." Yeah. And. uh so, so Ronald Reagan came along and made rich people richer and, and mm-hmm. poor people poorer and, and black people got associated with crack because <laughs> politics. Because the problem with everybody's life is the people who are powerless are having too much power over you. 
Yeah. That makes sense, right? That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we we hated W in New York. And then after 9-11, he yeah. gave that speech uh, at the site. And he kind of won the state over for a little bit. I mean, he didn't win the state either time he ran. But, you yeah. know, we were kind of, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't vote for you, but uh, Go. Yeah, we'll yeah. Us. Yeah, like get them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's so like I would have called George W. Bush folksy and a, and a little erratic. Mm-hmm. And we've gone so far past that. Yeah. That, like I would welcome George W. Bush at this I point. I know. I used to think George W. Bush was insane. Um, right. Like, yeah. The dumb shit he would say was like, oh my God, did, you can't get politicians dumber than this, right? Yeah. No, no, they can go way dumber. Um, holy shit. In fact, that's how they get elected. They go way dumber. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Howard Dean quit because he screamed yeah during a, a campaign speech. Uh, yeah. uh, what what's his name? In Minnesota, he he quit because there was pictures of him mockingly hovering his hands over a woman's breast. Oh, Al Franken. Al Franken, who yeah. I, I wanted to run for president, I I, yeah. I really yeah. think would have been a really good president, and yeah. and I feel like he was just like, starting to find his voice in the Senate too. Right, when he was out. Right, and it's like ugh, right mm. for jokes for the guy who used to write for Saturday Night yeah. Live. Mm-hmm. So you know, never mind all that. Uh, it and here on the right side, it just doesn't matter what your past is. We, you just keep. Keep voting no on on everything. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll keep you here. Yeah, vote, vote yeah. against the rights of other people that you will exploit. Yeah, and, exploit. and yeah. like the the fact that all they fucking they excuse me. Oh, I, I didn't mean to curse. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse. Yeah, um, no fucking funny. cursing. Okay. Okay. Watch your fucking mouth. The the super hard Second Amendment guys mm-hmm. should be ultra pissed. Because their their rallying cry for decades has been they're gonna take our guns, they're gonna take our guns, they're gonna take our guns. Well, guess what? They took the woman's right to decide. So you're not you're not making a big stink about that. Mm-hmm. If they can do that, they can do that with your guns. So mm-hmm. if you're all about your rights, you, you would think Republicans would be like, wait a minute, uh, we've gotta we've gotta make sure that this supreme court shit yeah. re overturns itself because yeah you know again hypocrisy just yeah, it, it's, it's just so hypocritical to be like is. you can't take my my guns that's my right but they just took a woman's right to to have a choice that mm. that's yeah and correct me if i'm wrong but isn't that the party of limited government involvement yeah. yes yes yeah yeah, yeah correct they're, they're me if I'm for wrong, the biggest but... government of all in all the wrong places oh no Right. And didn't a lot of uh, Republican, I believe they were senators, back uh, Italy's recent uh, political move to pretty much make a pseudo socialist like government? Yeah. Like, I mean, fuck's sakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but you're absolutely right, CP. If, if they're so adamant of, like, you know, my cold, dead hands, mm-hmm. they should realize that if they could take that right away just so easily, mm-hmm. they could do it just yeah. that and not even lose a bit mm. i mean so many republicans voted down that bill to protect 
their health and well-being, the one that John Stewart was battling for so long. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yet you hear Republicans in any political like campaign ad talking about how they're for veterans. Mm-hmm. They back veterans. They yeah. back the biggest sacrifice for our country. Like and I'm, police I'm even officers. yeah, and police officers. Unless well. it's January sixth, then get out of my fucking way. I need to yeah. get into that capital. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's it's fucking. <laughs> All right. You've lost it. It's nine. <laughs> Are we ready to move on to something a bit lighter? I guess. I don't know if it's lighter. Yeah. Less, less political. Or... <laughs> less political. The country, I don't think is, but. but well, 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 one more point I, I do want to bring up, and I always like to bring this up, and I'm not trying to like keep bringing or like stoking the fires of hate towards the orange man, but it says something that when you, that if you are said orange man and walk into a room, and somebody who at one point was probably the second most, if not the most hated man in America, that being Dick Cheney, gives <laughs> you a look like he's ready to shoot you. <laughs> I think that says something. And he has shot people. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Literally. He has. <laughs> On accident, though, guys. Yeah. You know, uh, like, yeah. But, but Cheney's more machine now than man, so. <sighs> uh. So, CP, I know you had some thoughts. Uh, we're heading into Halloween ends next weekend, uh, and you had mm-hmm. some thoughts towards the fandom. Uh, I don't know. I don't, it's not like I had thoughts towards the fandom. Um, Bob, you, you have spent time with me mm-hmm. over the years discussing the business end of the movie business. And I was just putting out tweets because apparently Universal, their their embargo is as late as two hours before the first showtime of Halloween ends. And that's by industry standards, that is a lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's intense, all man. I said. Yeah. That, like that's, 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 that's bad. Mm-hmm. That, that's like two hours before. Um, it, it, it doesn't make sense. And, you would have thought I said that without seeing the movie, I know it sucks. I and the Halloween, like their their fan base, they're, they're not all of them, of course, not all of them. Um, very Star Warsian with the the volatility that they'd respond to things. Um, I kept telling them that I I feel like what we're going through right now is the week before rise of skywalker came out where it was like i i don't know guys it doesn't it doesn't look good everything about what what they're doing behind the scenes and what what's going on with with the i mean even that movie had a premiere a couple of days before uh you know the release date and you know sure the the I don't even remember what the embargo was, but they they let critics tell you what they thought about Mm -hmm. it. And it wasn't them being afraid of the ending getting let out. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, critics operate on on like this honor system where if if I spoil something, I'm never going to be invited to anything this studio does again. So. The mentality that these 
super hard, crazy Halloween fans are like, you know, trying to convince themselves, I would assume Mm -hmm. that the reason that the embargo is so late is because they don't want the, the ending to be spoiled. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, guys, you know, what, what do you care? What, what, what other people think? What does it matter what the industry's doing? If you're a fan of a franchise that bad, you're you're gonna like you're you want to love it going in. That's clear, cool. Um, but you know, why does it matter what's going on around it? You're you're getting a brand new Halloween movie. Just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Why like why does somebody saying this this looks like a lack of confidence? Just that was the only statement I made. And you would have thought I shot their parents. That yeah. like it's it's so bizarre how defensive they get. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the thing. Like your average studio embargo for like a big budget Marvel, DC, whatever. Um, you're talking one to two days, right? That's that's right. standard. Two hours is excessive, and it does speak to lack of studio confidence. It means they don't think they they probably don't think they have a good one, honestly. Yeah, uh, Endgame, which, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about protecting an ending. Yeah. Uh, that was two days, I think. Yeah. So. <laughs> and that's the uh, thing, because if it's, if it, if they think it's going to get lots of good reviews, they want those reviews out there. They don't want them out there mm-hmm. too early, but yeah, a couple days before, build up hype, get some mm-hmm. reviews out there, get some word of mouth, get people in theaters. Um, right. And that's the right. thing, like. It doesn't even necessarily mean this movie will be bad. It just essentially means studio execs don't think it's good. Which, I mean, maybe well, the, they, maybe they're onto something. Maybe they're not. Um, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you're you're co-releasing it on Peacock, so mm-hmm. you well, know they did that, that with the last one too. Well. Yeah. yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. You know. Uh, make all that money on on your streaming service and don't worry about the theaters mm-hmm. I, I i don't understand what 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 the big deal is i mean I, I i've witnessed it myself i mean if they were to make star wars episode 10 mm-hmm. people would it would still make a billion dollars regardless mm-hmm. of how people feel yeah, yeah. so like just just Embrace it. It it's a it's a a slasher franchise for Pete's yeah. sake. Yeah. It it's not we're, we're not redoing Citizen Kane, guys. Like, just I can't wait for Citizen Kane too. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I've been in anticipation for that one for a long Rosebud time. Strikes. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah it, it it's it's odd. It's very odd. That that embargo time. Word of mouth has always driven movies. Always. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest driver for movies, actually. I mean, part of right. Endgame, sure. Like, people were hyped for Avengers. That's going to help. But also, the word mm-hmm. of mouth was generally good. People were going mm-hmm. saying, hey, you have to go out and watch this movie. That's going to be more of a recommendation than any, like, little snippet you get from a critic at all. Right. So, right. And critics have traditionally hated horror movies. Mm-hmm. So... Why would you worry about what a critic has to say about your horror movie? Everything is suspicious and nobody in the fandom seems to want to admit it. And it's just this is coming from somebody who gave Halloween Kills a very positive score. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
I, I, I'm I just talking about industry stuff. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about the film. It, it's just really weird how defensive they get. Yeah, and you, you might be talking to all the, all the other two people on the planet who are like, yeah, Halloween Kills was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed it for yeah. what it was. I exactly, mean, there were yeah. some choices with it that I would have done differently. Like, I maybe sure. worked a little bit harder to get the original Tommy Doyle. Nothing against Anthony Michael Hall. I just don't. He just didn't really do it. You mean for me. Paul Rudd? Mm-hmm. Well, no. I mean the kid from the original, if possible. What? If not, I would have. I would have thrown more money at Paul Rudd. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. Paul Rudd is a fairly big name, so I mean, it, I would have thrown some money. Yeah, yeah. I that probably been would have. I don't know, maybe given the survivors a little bit more screen time. Yes. Even mm. Lori more of a storyline. I didn't like her being sidelined. Since like, That is true. Yeah, I was a little other with that. Thing, but but that's, that's a personal thing, yeah. Uh, and I also would have killed the daughter earlier. Uh, yeah, the... That's the... just... The ending that I saw was more powerful than the ending mm-hmm. that was released. Um, I guess. I'm not legally obligated to talk about what I saw, but um, gotcha. Th- the ending I saw wasn't much different, but it was certainly more powerful. And I mean, I, I guess I understand why they went with the ending that they did, because now apparently ends takes place four years later, where really? the one thing I, I re- yeah. The one thing mm-hmm. I really liked about Kills was it made me appreciate 2018 more yeah, because was, yeah. they flow yeah. so well. Yeah, it was immediately yeah. afterwards. I, I really I wasn't liked how it, be the flow so yeah, how smoothly. It really mm-hmm. picked up like immediately after. I was like, oh, oh yeah. shit, okay, this is what we're yeah. doing. Okay, cool, cool. I'm yeah. here for this. Yes. Yeah, like the opening shot is the the boyfriend who y- you didn't know anything about. Like, did he die? What happened to him in 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 the 2018 movie? You know, you don't know what the hell happened. That really to wasn't him. my reaction when I first saw him. I was like, oh fuck, he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> but like, at least it was like, all right. He didn't get here. hit by some drunks driving around the town yet. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I, it, like, at least it was like, okay, we're we're picking right up. Yeah, uh, you need to see 2018 to to be on the ball here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kind of like how they added more to the lore of mm-hmm. 1978. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I thought that the was flashback. a really nice touch. Yeah, yeah the mm-hmm. flashback stuff. I thought that was very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very the thing. Cool. Like, the biggest complaint I really saw about Kills was people didn't like the addition of supernatural stuff. And for me, <clears> that almost <throat> makes sense. Because they like, like a, a guy instead? in his 60s or 70s who's a big <laughs> horror monster, and you want that to be... Do you want to play that as, like, just a real dude <laughs> real dude. Yeah. Would, would they prefer yeah. a cult i think the cult i think they yeah. just want a cult instead. yeah, yeah. We no, they to... want six they want part yeah. six all over again yeah we need to conclude the, the <laughs> cult of i feel part six is an underrated jet underappreciated gem in the whole series then. even more reason to throw a ton of money at paul rudd yes yeah. even more reason to <laughs> i Look, mean when anthony promise, michael there will be no flashy editing None whatsoever. When Anthony we Michael will not Hall ruin the movie up. with that. I didn't know who he was until he introduced himself. But you know, if it was Paul Rudd, I would know instantly what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Scott Allen. Oh, yeah. don't worry, guys. Scott Allen's here. We're this cool. story takes place six hours after Halloween Six. 
I mean, Danielle Harris is somebody they like. They've been they've talked about bringing her back too, and that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. They've done so much fan service in the first two movies, where it it's like, you know, bring her back. She doesn't have to be Laurie's sister, or she could be Laurie's sister, but like what or cousins or something. Yeah, you're ignoring four through. Eight anyway, so you know, bring her back to to appease the fans and have her be somebody different. It yeah, doesn't exactly. have to be a Strode. Exactly. Mm. There's lots of fans who see things they could do. Yeah, she could even be just a new character named Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like just just a little tip of the hat. This is Hell, Jamie. she could even Tommy's come back daughter. as yeah. yeah. She could even come back as Ben Tramer's wife. <laughs> I mean, they had they had the masks from three, which didn't even have Michael Myers in it. So they've well, been it, doing it, a it, lot it, of that. Yeah, it, it, it did. Mm-hmm. It did. Oh, on TV. They had Halloween playing on TV <laughs> in the bar. So mm-hmm. technically, Michael Myers is in that movie. True. True. <laughs> technically, <laughs> he exists the same as he exists in our universe. <laughs> So wait, does that mean Halloween Three is a documentary taking place in the yeah. real world? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I still feel that that one also is another underappreciated gem. That's oh, my fun. second yeah. favorite in the franchise. Yeah. yeah, like I, I really, I, I skipped it when I first got into the movies, and I only came to it years, years later after watching all of them. I think I saw the producers cut of six before I saw three. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, producers it, cut though the musical choices and are far better and the, the editing looks better <laughs> i can't say i remember like it was I, little I've things. mentally blocked so much of that movie out it was little mm-hmm. things that i appreciated more about it that made it feel more like a halloween film mm-hmm. than just yeah. like a 90s horror slasher movie pre-screen yeah yeah, it was it was definitely a part of the the death of slashers as we knew them. And then Scream was like, "Never mind, we're we're redoing things." This is oh, don't more. worry, <laughs> we're still fine. We can milk it a couple more decades, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> we can make this better. Yeah. And now we're just gonna sit, we're gonna be the James Cameron of slasher movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then H two O is just like Scream with Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Right down yeah, to the music. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but yeah, it's definitely inspired by Scream. But I kind of like how there's elements of that Lori in like Lori from 2018. Like, I mean, she's packing Uh heat. She wasn't quite as radicalized in H2O, but like, still though, you know, she she wasn't ready to to go for any of that bullshit again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, here we are. We're we're four days before the release. Uh you know, just land the plane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been waiting for it. I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm a, like you said, I'm a fan of it, and I still enjoyed Kills. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I really like 2018. Kills was yeah. solid in my opinion. I want to see how they end it. I'm, I'm not expecting yeah. the seas to part or anything. Just give well, me an ending. I'm expecting yeah. this just to be a book. A book into the story. Yeah. The, on, the only way they could fuck up is if neither Lori or Michael die. Like, oh, if, God. If, 
That that's the if biggest it, thing I'm concerned with. They'll they'll maybe they kill off Lori and then leave Michael around for a sequel. I'm actually expecting that. I could expect. Like, well, not not for the yeah, sequel, but I'm expecting that, Michael I'm to be live. Disappointed because I want it to actually be somewhat an ending. <laughs> I'm either expecting like you know uh, Lori or Michael to die or Lori to kill uh, Michael to kill Lori mm-hmm. and uh, her granddaughter to kill Michael. Mm-hmm. That'd be an awesome ending. Oh That's yeah, I'd be, I'd be on board with that a hundred percent. Yeah, and you know, then like, because still those stories. T- I think like these three movies have really told a, like a story of just like you know your own trauma, like one's mm-hmm. own trauma. Yeah, and how they deal, and how you deal going on living with that trauma, and even family trauma too, and how you pass that down through the generations. So I have a feeling that they're going to hit more on those themes in the third movie. Because I kind of felt that those took a little bit of a backseat in kills, mm-hmm. which was fine. They need yeah. to like have the have the town go ape shit. If yeah. there's a if there's a character they've mishandled so far, I believe it's the granddaughter because like, she had she, more to do in this past one than the first one. I, I feel like she's largely just been kind of there, just kind of like the teenage character you need in these movies. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I'd like more development of her. Definitely. Right. <laughs> like, all right, so. I'd like her to be a lot of ends because her mother died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't for Jamie Lee Curtis coming back, excuse me, Laurie Strode coming back into their lives, maybe she'd still have her mom. So like mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of resent, like, yeah, like you yeah. know, give yeah. me something with the granddaughter. Yeah. Like for give sure. us some conflict between those two, yes. but obviously knowing that they have to fight this evil. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. And and bring back Ben Tramer. I mean, we don't know if he's <laughs> I mean, he has, in this universe. He hasn't man. died canonically well, yet, they so they can. Clip, they used a clip and kills from two. And if they're saying that nothing after Halloween one counts as canon, so does that part of, of like, you know, bracket finding Annie, does that part exist? But no. like, you know, the Ben Tramer scene doesn't. I mean, I would it, assume it, so. It is a concern of mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a mild concern, but at this point they haven't answered it. So yeah. I'm like, I, I, I kind of want to know. Well, I mean, so wouldn't Halloween 2? Well, I guess no. Obviously, there's 40 years no. difference. Yeah. No, because that's where they establish their siblings. Yeah, yeah. They, no. they are definitely not siblings in this new set. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Canada that can be the, the big ending in this one. Oh god! They all, I'm just kidding, guys. They actually were. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we, build we up forty we were years of race canon just so we can re-implement it. <laughs> yeah, they can they can pull a lost for, for years. Lost. They were like, no, it's not purgatory. It's not purgatory. And then the season ends. It's purgatory. Oh, Uh-oh. Cool. the reveal is they're not they're not siblings. They're roommates. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they got a quiet place together. <laughs> <laughs> they raise goats. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, are we ready to get to the meat and potatoes of the episode? Meme. Yes. <laughs> All right. We are doing this uh, can, uh, chronologically. Chronological. Yeah, I had cancer. I wanted to say canonically. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> chronologically, we are doing these movies. So we are starting all the way back with 1931 with Frankenstein. Uh, I, I believe it's Frankenstein. Frankenstein? Okay. All right. Not in this timeline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is a movie I've never seen before. Um, so, yeah. I, I just saw it yeah, for the first no, time I was last shocked, night. too. Yeah, I know. There's lots of classic movies I haven't seen if you want to do a deep dive. Yes. 
<laughs> but yeah, this is a this is definitely a classic. Like uh, I love how like it's all like old sets, and it's it's honestly shot yeah. like, really well. Yeah, t- I told you to keep that in mind while you're watching it. Um, mm-hmm. No, oh, and yeah. I got to change batteries. <laughs> oh, how dare you! Um, CP, I take it you have seen this one. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Um, uh, y- y- you also have to keep in mind that like sound was still new mm-hmm. to the filmmaking yeah, yeah. process lighting and things like that that yeah it's it's, it's awesome <laughs> yeah i wouldn't know like what comparison to make like cgi in in the 90s but so you know having sound as as a tool and mm-hmm. and you know they 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 explored quite a bit with with frankenstein and um shutter the streaming service on <laughs> Oh, the streaming service. Yes. <laughs> Shutter. Um, they had Which is a, awesome. Yes, yes. It's it's been a fa- fantastic month so far, as far as I'm concerned. Um, they have this series called Queer for Fear, where they do a dive into Mary Shelley, the author of Frankenstein, and how she was bisexual and and uh, a lot of yeah, a lot. See, I I. I learned stuff too. <laughs> right, right. I'm actually opening a tab now to look open my shutter. <laughs> <laughs> and um, a, a lot of interpretation from people that were speaking in that documentary were uh, taking Dr. Frankenstein as a, a queer look at at how men want to create life, but can't. Hmm. And it was an interesting take. I, I don't know if I entirely agree with it. I, w- I would always, just, I mean, before that, and I, I still think now, my assumption was, you know, the the ability to live forever and, and you know, cheat death was the, the big theme of Frankenstein and, and man being able to, uh, 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 science his way past the inevitable. Uh, but the, the, the queer for fear take was was quite interesting. Uh, yeah. Men wanting to create because they can't. Um, it's an interesting take. I yeah. I don't entirely agree with it, but well, it, I mean, there's it, it lots of takes of, I see where I'm. I don't entirely agree, but like they'll still be interesting. Like, okay, I can see where you're coming from at least. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I've always gotten the immortality thing. Oh yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, uh, like also just, it's not so much just the means to create because you can't, but it's just more of just to play God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's I... just more of having like the God complex wanting to do it, which is what Henry did or yeah. Henry had pretty much. Yeah. But, it's it's funny though, like it, all it took for him to snap out of it was just a nice cigarette on a porch. Yeah, yeah. A Miranda. I've created a monster, but you know, I'll just let that monster roam the it's countryside and, and get hooked up. And, be you know, no, it'll be fine. It'll, be, it'll work itself I, out. I completely forgot about that one seed. So rewatching it, I was like, oh, he's fine. He's yeah. having a cigarette. It's cool. Yeah. Also, actually, probably smoking a cigarette on film too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. back then yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, no, I, it, 
I was just gonna say I love the moment earlier in the movie where he talks about how not insane he is while giving the most insane look imaginable. Just oh my! Oh God, yeah, yeah. It. I'm not insane. Yeah, the, yeah, the actor uh, Clive. Um... <laughs> the the like the moment of it's alive, it's alive. The look on his face. Yeah. Some would argue he was he was chewing the scenery a bit, but oh yeah, but you know I believe mm-hmm. I believe for the time he was portraying somebody that has the the feelings of of a god mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. again it's hard to unremember everything after that moment because mm-hmm. in that moment you know everything that we know for the last 90 years didn't exist mm-hmm. so you know it, it it's like this sets a precedent for yeah. for certain acting um <laughs> types yeah yeah, yeah it, <laughs> to it, be it, polite <laughs> yeah no it it could he could definitely be seen as chewing scenery in there but again like i think the direction that and the choices that he was making in those in that scene was like this is somebody who he's put months so months mm-hmm. maybe years of his life into yeah he's mm-hmm. got a little session going on. Him, yeah yeah, I, I I can't. I don't think they specified any time that he had been away working, but like it's clearly he's put in the hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, but like before that, sorry, all ahead. you see him is working on this one project. You you don't get anything about him until after he does it, and yeah, until after he does it, we don't yeah. figure out who Henry is until afterwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's just yeah, and even like the, the all the lines that he says is just iconic dialogue. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, oh, Colin Clive, yeah, yeah, definitely could be seen chewing it. But man, he, oh. he gave a performance. Like, well, yeah, also, I mean, it's believable. Yeah, like, oh yeah, he's 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 lost his shit. He's he's full yeah. god mode now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, also he... like setting the standard for this type of thing because the thing to remember yeah. is also before movies, what you had were plays and stuff like that. And you you would call what they would do lots of times in plays is overacting because they have to. They have to say it loudly. Yeah, they they got to be yeah. over-exaggerated yeah. with your emotions to get stuff across. That's that's how they did it back then. And yeah. It's now I mean, referred to as yeah. by sewing. Yeah. Or Brennan. Or Brennan. Tearing me apart. <laughs> oh, Neil Breen underacts, if anything. Oh, God. Neil Breen acts? <laughs> Neil... Open his jaw and, you know, again, project. I can't believe you committed suicide. It drives suicide. me crazy. I can't. <laughs> I can't make it through because I just gotta open your mouth and say the word. Okay, Neil, in this scene, I need you to pretend like you care. Okay, now right, just say the line. Just say the line. Neil. Yeah, <laughs> And all right, Neil, too. you put peanut butter in your mouth. All right, cool. Get in camera, read dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Oh shit. Every every oh. every shot, it's just like that was the best take, really. <laughs> There's well, a plane okay. flying overhead. We'll use it. <laughs> well, we all know okay. it's because it was the only take, right? <laughs> it's the yeah. only one they can afford. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're getting back to when studios funded pictures <laughs> um yeah, there's some fun facts i actually have about this uh, movie and i'm curious if uh ucp you might know a few of these bob i know you'll know none of these did yeah, you, yeah, you guys yeah. know that uh, <laughs> i'm a virgin <laughs> a lot of <laughs> yeah a lot of the set in his lab 
is unaccountable for today. Like studio has no idea where it is. Oh. Like it's unaccountable. Didn't they use some really? for young Frankenstein? Yeah. They did have some of it. That was the last time it had ever been used. But since then, they I know that Mellis said we, we it was on loan from the studio. Mm-hmm. We left it back at the studio, so it's oh, okay. It could be in a warehouse or in a storage facility in the valley. Like, wow! No, I yeah. did not know that. I found that shocking when I read that. I mean, it could be. I don't know how up to date that was, but I thought, wow! Like, I think mm-hmm. that's. I mean. It should be in a museum. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that, that's that's history. I mean, not to not to sound Indiana Jones, but it well, it's also <laughs> it's also Universal, and they lost a ton of shit in that fire yeah. a couple yeah. of years back. So, so it could be. Yeah, there's also like reels of film never seen. Mm. A, a lot from these Universal monster films too. There's like a lot of old like wardrobe test footage. Stuff that's oh. never seen the public eye. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. It's, yeah. it's kind of like Metropolis. Uh, yeah. I, I have a, yeah. like a deluxe edition of Metropolis where different parts of the world had different lengths of the movie. Like it, they were piecing it together differently all over the place. And some parts of the movie were lost that they had to like scour the earth to get Jeez. as much as possible. But that's Metropolis. We're talking about Frankenstein. That's My still apologies. a cool fact. Oh, no, that, no that's mean... okay. That's still a cool fact. Um, in the iconic scene, uh, Henry says a line that at the time and for a long period of time, it was edited over due to a sound effect and also the line considered to be controversial. The line was, now in the name of God, I know what it feels like to be God. They added that li- that lightning and thunder crack that you hear immediately after he says the line. Uh-huh. Originally, the thunder was going over that line, so you could not hear him. I mean, you could hear him say something, you just couldn't hear it over the thunder. They added that after the film had first like premiered for executives, and they said, yeah, you need to change that. That, no. <laughs> and I think it was only in like the mid-90s they restored it to where you can hear the line. It's funny, like wow. you would think, you know, the yeah. the artist counter to that is, see, the lightning struck because yeah. he he dared God. He, he dared he call himself God. God. Right. Mm-hmm. right. That's, that's, that's what God. played at to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. It, yeah, like, and that makes he's sense. daring God and God's responding. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. Even not even having religious belief, but thinking of it well, in context, you go like, "Yes, exactly." Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're fucking around, dude. You're gonna find I, out. I would not only would I not cut that scene, I would show that scene in church every now and again. Just, yeah. just remember, <laughs> this is a moral lesson in film. Yeah, mm-hmm. doing things that make no sense, but here's why. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Pure Flix should spend a lot of money and and buy up. Frankenstein, and, and <laughs> I do not want. Yeah, to I think they're spending it all on a Kevin Sorbo, as, as done by David A. R. White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's either Kevin Sorbo or uh, Kirk Cameron. Oh, uh, oh. Dinesh D'Souza. <laughs> I've told Bob we need to find a way to hack a PureFlix account. 
Oh God! Yeah, I, oh, I would. Not I'm not giving the money. money. But of course, the second I watch one, I'll be bored to tears in a little bit because, like, oh. yeah. I said uh, we should watch one just for for how bad they are. And he, uh, his response was, "Do you want to pay for the account?" Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I, I watched the abortion oh. one, and oh, me yeah. and my wife were furious during it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. The ones I've seen, I either get really bored by, or I just get pissed at. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've seen the one those two. Mm. first two God's Not Dead movies. I've only seen the first Yeah. One. Yeah, the first one just, yeah, it annoyed me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just very annoying. And not it's really just like, annoying. wow, this movie's so, so insistent upon itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, you can make a movie, like shit, you can make a movie about my life that I'm the most evil person in the world. If the story's told well, I'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you have to tell a story that 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 is engaging and entertaining before you give your message. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they haven't figured that part out. Yeah, the credits start <laughs> opening and so does your message. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. It's just, oh my God. <sighs> Lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but those are some of the interesting facts that I thought, and I think it's very interesting because I had a copy of this on VHS when I was a kid. I had a lot of those old Universal Monster movies, nice. and always beneath Frankenstein, it's the only one that had text that said the restored version. That I never ever knew what it huh. meant until I got older. But yeah, so all other versions after uh, sometime whenever they fully restored it have always been that version i mean you could still kind of find cuts of it like that here and there but i think it's i think that's very interesting that i mean 1931 though i could see where some people could definitely get up in arms over that yeah yeah but again it it it, lean into it yeah Mm -hmm. lean into the argument well james whale the director of the film like he, he he did some amazing stuff and through his guidance and I'm sure like a lot of the other people who were set designers and like, the, the okay. Like the mountain scene at the end where it's like, you know, you can tell that's a backdrop that they're fighting. Oh like, yeah. The no, there's lots one. of obvious and, backdrops here that I, and like on love. the set, but that, that was a set of a mountainside. Like, mm-hmm. they were legit yeah. There's fighting on that. lots of like, complex sets here too. I was like, Jesus. Christ. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The windmill set. Mm-hmm. The oh, inner, I, I, like the inner building of it, and even the the cutting back far away shots of the miniature of it, mm-hmm. it's still implanting the footage of like um home and uh, Boris fighting up there. Mm-hmm. Like the little stuff in this was just it's golden age, man. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm just I, I love watching it because I think, man, that like that's an actual set, and like this is no CGI. They they cut film and just put it together. Mm-hmm. Like, that is just. Remarkable. That's, that's the other thing I really Remarkable. like because it's this thing is shot like a movie. Like it, yeah. like, you know, there's shooting plays and they're shooting movies. They're drastically different. So one of the biggest problems of, with that newer producer's movie is that it's not shot like a movie. It's shot like a play. This is shot mm. like a movie. Very early days movie, but this is like shot like a modern movie. You get the close-ups. Mm-hmm. You like. I love how yeah. it's done. I really yeah. do. This is moving the camera such a around. Yeah. They, they didn't do that yeah. so much early on. They were just, yeah. you know, leave it on the tripod and do yeah. everything in Get front the of shot. it. Get the shot. Yeah. Yep. But it, yeah, they, yeah, there's actually thought I, about what the shots get here. I just really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Really. 
visual visual storytelling yeah. uh, influencing your emotions with with certain shots is is like it's bare bones cinema like it it's it's yeah, that, like how to influence your yeah. audience yeah but i mean the first didn't exist back the first, then too <laughs> yeah well even right. the first reveal of the monster in this where we get a far shot of just his back Mm-hmm. We slowly start to see him turn around, and as his face would be coming into view, we get an even closer shot mm-hmm. and just one right of his face. And we mm-hmm. see, like, first we see a reaction mm-hmm. before we even see the monster, mm-hmm. and then we get to see him. And the audience is just as horrified, I'm sure, in 31 when they first saw him. Absolutely. I mean, we, we grew up seeing his face all along, but always associating it with Frankenstein. So now we see it go, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, but, the uh, yeah. the argument can be made. Uh, I don't. I know Phantom of the Opera was before it, the film, but the, uh, the uh, silent film or the Universal one with uh, um, Claude Rains. Oh shit! That's because there was question. a 25's version. Okay, yeah. So that, that, I think I believe that's the silent one. Yeah, where the with reveal. Chain, yeah, yeah. The reveal, yeah, chain, like yeah. that's a jump scare. That, that is for all intents and purposes that is like a huge reveal a jump scare so for for the time revealing frankenstein absolutely had to be a a jump scare for the audience yeah. absolutely i mean there's probably people who were horrified at like the doctors and other people's reaction to it right just made them go oh come on just just show us <laughs> yeah yeah i i mean my my grandmother told me about her experience watching Psycho in in the theaters, and and mm. people were just going ape shit in the movie theater, and that was for Psycho. So yeah. go back thirty years before that. Mm-hmm. Just imagine, like these people haven't seen shit yet. I mean, this and, is eight and, years before Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, what yeah. you would consider like classic, yeah. you know, yeah, cinema. So. Yeah, this is this is horror. Before, like this is setting a blueprint for horror. I mean, yeah. my my favorite Friday the Thirteenth movie, Jason Lives. Tom McLaughlin, the director, often says he like he was thinking of Frankenstein when he made that movie. There's a ton of homages to Frankenstein in Jason Lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, he even went to the length to say. Uh, I would like for people to watch this in black and white if they could. That's that's how much of a hard on he had for for Frankenstein that he wanted to emulate it with Jason Voorhees of all people. Yeah. Well, well there, I mean, there's definitely some. Uh, there's similar elements. Yeah. To uh, Jason Voorhees mm-hmm. and Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're it, both like you know these and they, they tap into earthly creatures and lives. Amen. And Jason was, yeah, they they definitely lean into mm. that angle hard. It was strangely a hint of James Bond as well, really. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Roger Moore films are really big those years, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen the Roger Moore ones. They're hit or miss. Every They're other very one's hit or miss. There's a couple there. Okay. Not, like pretty not much, you there. just need to watch They're Man not. with the Golden Gun and uh, you only, yeah. or no, that, that, sorry, and live and let die. Okay. And maybe, I, maybe Octopussy. I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I love with Man with the Golden Gun just to have Christopher Lee. I do too. Villain. 
Oh my no, god. I do too. Um, yeah, Christopher Lee's the villain. There's some dumb he, stuff, but oh Christopher Lee is so great. Yeah. Especially as a villain. I mean well, yeah. <laughs> he's evil. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. just ruthlessly evil in this. It's it's kind of great. Mm-hmm. Not that it could be said for the entire movie of Frankenstein, but I I I could well, I personally have a bit of a allegory for creativity with with the the opening half of this movie you know the the amount that you put into something granted you know n- nobody creates a, a undead zombie but you know the the work and and frustration into you know as we've all probably worked with editing software and and, and things yeah. like that huh? putting what? something together <laughs> <laughs> never uh, there's there's definitely some parallels there that mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe i'm i'm reaching but I, I i see some of it in frankenstein where it's like yeah i i can understand mm-hmm. just how 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 much the doctor's into all of this once you get going sometimes you're you're mm-hmm. in a trance yeah and then uh, that's you know, just me. sometimes <laughs> you'll just kind of half-ass something. And it turns out being popular. Sometimes you put s- so much of yourself into something, mm. and it turns out just to be a monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Giving little girls flowers—that's <laughs> not what yeah. I wanted it to do. Uh, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, I I was happy to watch this one. I won't mind watching more of these on the podcast, assuming there's openings. There's so much stuff coming out anymore. It's kind of driving nuts. It's like, can we have like, a couple I of mean, weeks? <laughs> there's a lot of great ones in the old Universal canon. I, I was just going to say, which yeah, of the big ones have you seen, Bob? Of the, I don't know if I've seen any, honestly. Oh, uh, you got to go to Dracula next. Nice. Mm. Yeah, that one's real good. Yeah. yeah. If you want to talk about how amazing it looks on on film. Ooh, yeah. And they, yeah, and they just yeah. redid him in 4K, too. And holy shit. We're talking about Francis Ford Coppola film, all right? <laughs> you could watch that, too. That, that That's fine. That's also, that's also <laughs> Gary really Oldman's good. Gary Oldman's the fucking man. <laughs> well, it, it's funny, well, though. When, <laughs> about midway through the, the next film that we're going to talk about, I was thinking about, ooh, I wonder if I could just change it, like the suggestion to Dracula because there was a lot of elements of Fright Night that was reminding me of Dracula. Hmm. Like, well, that, that seems like a good segue. Are we ready to dive into Fright Night? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess if you have not ever seen the original Universal monster movies or even Frankenstein, dive into them. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not to plug Amazon or anything, but they have a sale currently on like a box set of the universal classic monsters. I I think it's like eight or 10 of the movies for 40 bucks. Mm. And it's a deal in my humble. Yeah. I I picked something up similar. That was like six movies. I think it was a bride, Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, and the invisible man in the moment. Yep. Yep, those are all in that that set. Uh, Forty bucks, you, you're paying now, now five dollars a one, movie. Now, if I can get one with a phantom and creature, we're in business. I 
I think there is a collection out there that has those. Yeah, because those two are my favorites. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, as someone who hasn't seen Dracula, but I'm a big fan of Fright Night, uh, what were the parallels you were thinking? Because other than Vampire, Um, I don't know. (laughs) Well, the the parallels were um, the love that he gets for the male lead. Like, or the interest that he gets in his females and his mm, girlfriend. Yes, yes. Um, uh, yeah. Elizabeth, I think I got the name right. Amy. <laughs> Amy. That's something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a different movie. Mm-hmm. That was the last movie, yeah. Um, yeah, Amy. The interest and in how uh, she reminds him of a former lover of mm-hmm. his, that was something that was a very similar thread to okay. Dracula. Yeah, that's something I recognize as a real, trope, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as a trope through throughout Dracula. So it's, or any telling of it, it's something that's very similar, but that. And um, uh, the the mirror stuff, which mm-hmm. is like another trope, but like there is a straight shot of, that's similar to that mirror scene in Fright Night in the original Dracula. Mm. Okay. So that's what kind of made me just go, oh. Also, mm-hmm. I, I do want to love that that guy who had the mirror in there, the actor. Uh, Roddy will, McDowell? Peter, well, yeah, Roddy McDowell, who's okay. playing a character yeah. called Peter Vincent. Peter Vincent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Peter, Peter Cushing. Uh, Vincent Price. Vincent, Vincent Price, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was like, that's nice. That's yeah. a nice touch. <laughs> Yeah. This is like so. I mistook this for a different movie. Um, I had never seen this movie, so this is my. Oh, first you haven't time seen the, the original Fright Night? I, no, I was mistaking this for something else completely different. I hmm. I thought this was Demon Night. Oh, oh. God! That's, yeah, that's yeah, a different completely one. Completely different that's movie. A different one. Yeah. <laughs> it's so been for a while some reason I've I thought this one. was like I, I mean, like you said, Fright Night. In my head, I was like, yeah, the tales of yeah, the tales of the crypt movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no. Yeah, the one with Billy Zane, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, this Tales is from the Crypt different. movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm all I'm game. Uh so yeah, I guess uh Fright Night's been one of my favorite horror movies for honestly not super long. Um probably not long after I saw the remake and I was like, Oh, this you know, I thought the remake was okay. I was like, Oh, there's an original and I watched the original, I was like, Oh, I like this better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the the remake. Remake's fine. Kind of you, uh, you you watched it backwards? Is, yeah, is that I what literally watched about? it backwards. Yes. Yeah, but the yeah, remake's I, I, not not bad. Yeah. If 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 you've seen it in regular order, the remake is fine. Mm-hmm. It, okay. it, it does its job. Mm-hmm. It's but, got a great but, cast too. Mm. Yeah, Anton Yelchin, man. Oh fucking. fuck. Yeah, gone. Rest in peace. What the fuck? Oh, but this one has Marcy Darcy in it. (laughs) I had to stop midway through and go like, wait, is that Google? Chris Sarandon. Marcy Darcy. Mm. Yeah, well, this one has Prince Humperdinck, too. (laughs) Yes, yes, I actually have that as my notes. Uh, Vampire Lord Humperdinck. Yeah. Never bothered to learn what the character's actual name is. I just call him Vampire Humperdinck. Uh, Jerry Dandridge, the most horrifying vampire yeah, name you could think yeah, of. Yeah, Vampire Humperdinck. Okay, yeah, Vampire Humperdinck. <laughs> He's Vampire Humperdinck. No, I, I do kind of love how it's like the least vampire name they could possibly think of. Just like, really? 
<laughs> we have a vampire. His name is Jerry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he works in accounting. No, but one of the things I really appreciate this original over the remake was uh, one thing I thought, like, I love David Tennant in the remake. He gets to play Peter Vincent there. But his origin there is about how okay. he's a magician. Okay. Yeah. No, it's got a great cast. Okay. Anton Yelchin, I, I might see that. Yeah. David Tennant, yeah, okay. um, Colin Farrell. <laughs> Colin but, Farrell, uh, I'm assuming, plays the, plays the vampire. Yeah, he's Jerry. Um, so okay. amazing cast. But David Tennant's character in there, he plays a magician who has a vampire-themed show. Which is fine. But then they later explain, oh, the reason he has a vampire-themed show is because his like his parents were killed by vampires when he was young and he witnessed it. So we're going in with the preset that he believes that, in vampires. That, that's, a, that's a part of the show? Well, no, that, that little bit there is not oh, part of the okay. show. That's why the show, that's one spot. No, like, I mean, show. he explains that before every show, or is it just <laughs> no, like a backstory? No, no. That, oh, okay, okay. No, that's, that's the inspiration for his show. Okay, and okay. I prefer it here, where the dude is just kind of this out-of-work actor. You know, yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, he's now working. Because... He doesn't believe in vampires, and all of a sudden, fuck! Why does that guy have a reflection? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. holy shit. Where's that guy's reflection? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he is a hundred percent there for the money. He's calling up uh, Jerry before. Like, so I guess we're getting ahead in the story. Uh, if you haven't seen yeah. Fright Night, spoiler. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't, well, we're yeah. spoiling the shit out of it. By the a way, a vampire moves next door to this hormone, this hormonal teammate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's a very rear window esque <laughs> setup. I yeah, yeah stole the words out of my mouth. There's so yeah. many homages that you could you can reference. Rear window yeah. was going to be one of my first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, what's different here is that rear window plays with it. Oh, you know, is he the villain? It plays with it a lot more than this does. This gets to yeah, the dude's a vampire. Yeah, this Barely one makes me. no bones about yeah. it. Like, well, yeah, yeah, this guy's t- evil. Tom Holland isn't Alfred Hitchcock. For no, well, no. I mean, he's, he's Spider Man. <laughs> Yeah, he's Spider-Man. Did I say Tom Holland? No, no. Tom Holland is actually the director of this. It's just not the same dude. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not that Tom yeah. Holland. Yeah, yeah. Different he Tom wasn't Holland. born yet. He wasn't. My brain turned into pudding there yeah. for a second. No, I was like, I, what? When I saw the credits, I was like, oh, look, Spider-Man directed that. <laughs> he does travel through time. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, obviously it's where Window S, but this doesn't play around. It immediately establishes that this guy's a vampire pretty quickly, mm-hmm. like within the first 10 minutes, I want to say. But then... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't waste that much time. Like, I think, like, we... Oh, did I just... Uh, I'm trying to... Okay. I'm trying How? to think of like, the scene, and then like the next night, he sees the the lady over at uh, that at Vampire Humperdinck's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How early in the movie is the holy water scene? Oh, That's it's probably about me. halfway through. Yeah, about halfway. All right, the, the Peter Vincent discovery. Up. Yeah. Okay. It's after all he right. calls him and like works out the bit beforehand. Yeah, yeah. yeah he calls him. Up uh, yeah, all right. I have to prove you're a vamp, not a vampire. I'm going to give you some holy water. And you could tell Jerry's kind of like, uh, holy water? He's like, it's tap water. And Jerry's like, okay. You see, I'm a mm-hmm. reformed Christian, yeah. and that would just be in bad taste. Mm-hmm. Wait, red flag right there. Yeah. Why would it be in bad taste if you're a, reformed, if you're a newly renowned Christian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just tap water from Flint. You'll be yeah. fine. You'll be <laughs> fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah, he drinks it and you're like, boom. It's the best of luck, 
all the filtered out for your enjoyment. <laughs> the only thing more hostile to vampires than holy water is tap water from Flint. <laughs> Flint, Flint gonna... Michigan tap water. <laughs> but Jerry, I am going to ask you to step away from that open flame if you're going to drink that. <laughs> You'll be fine. Just, just, just don't drink it near an open flame. <laughs> and don't use it to put out fire. But uh, I'm trying yeah, to remember where don't... I was at. But yeah, establishes he's a vampire, and then uh, yeah. Well, the mystery of the movie isn't you know Charlie finding out if this is a bad guy or not. The mystery is how the fuck is Charlie going to convince anybody that he lives next door to a vampire? Because that's a mm-hmm. tall fucking tale. And <laughs> he has that... his uh his. His lackey uh, Ed, yeah, who is who's a pretty bit much. much. Who's, a... <laughs> he's, he's pretty much worthless the entire movie. <laughs> Even a as a vampire, oh yeah, yeah, he, he gets turned into a vampire in the movie, but he's just as worthless mm-hmm. as a as vampire Ed. I want to say Christopher <laughs> Mintz Plaze has his role in the uh, remake. So yeah, good cast in that fucking remake. I just Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a it was a. By the numbers, mm-hmm. you know, a well, respectable it, remake. Yeah. It plays oh. it um, maybe a bit more horror-edged in the remake. Yes. But I was actually, mm-hmm. like, every time I watch this, like, there's a little comedy edge, but there's, it's mostly playing it semi-straight here, which is kind of surprising. Um, well, it's certainly lit for, for horror. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another uh, scene that kind of I felt really reminded me of Dracula and actually the scene that made me want to almost text you like, hey, let's swap out Frankenstein for Dracula instead. <laughs> but I kind of like how that, that we didn't because uh, that way we have like a Frankenstein, a vampire and a werewolf. We got Ooh, I like that, in one yeah. episode. And uh, we got Hellraiser. the core three. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and a BDSM demon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Up in head. Uh, the four we'll get more of my four. opinions on the BDSM Listen, demons. My personal life is, is mine. And I don't appreciate you bringing. Oh, oh, wait. You're talking about Hellraiser. Hellraiser. <laughs> We're talking about Hellraiser. We're not talking about the life. <laughs> details, details, details. <laughs> But yeah, right. yeah, Fifty Shades so, uh, it is. Yeah. We're going to talk about Fifty Shades. <laughs> the most horrifying movie of the collection. <laughs> yeah. Wait, they the uh, scene where uh, he put Amy under the spell at the nightclub. Mm-hmm. They were dancing yes. together. Uh, there's a scene that's just very similar. I don't like Dracula kind of hypnotizes one of the female uh, leads in the original. And they're dancing in a, in a room. And it's also one of the scenes where they, you know, see oh look he's no longer like they did in the remake of uh the francis ford coppola where they're dancing and you know she's dancing with nobody mm-hmm. they kind of parodied oh, yeah. it and dead and loving it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they parodied that and then loving it yeah which i gotta say out of all the adaptations of the original dracula story i think dead and loving it was one of the most accurate <laughs> I mean, comedy aside, like Mel hit all the major points in the story. Yeah, Mel Brooks w- was quite respectable. While yeah. I mean, he just roasted yeah. him. He, mm-hmm. he, he was yeah, he, he was a professional, gross. but you know he he certainly respected these the source material. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you like, I haven't seen Dead and Loving yet. I have to admit, but yeah, you know, I mean, you watch Young Frankenstein. That's a hilarious movie, dripping with respect. <laughs> yeah. 
It has not, and you see, and you can kind of appreciate now all the homages to the original Frankenstein. Oh uh, yeah, and you watch mm-hmm. Frankenstein next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next time you watch it, you'll just go like, "Oh wait, cool." Yeah, yeah. Right, well. George <laughs> Lucas loved Spaceballs. Like mm-hmm. you know, he he's he's quite all right. He loved it enough to tell Mel, "Don't make merchandise." <laughs> oh, if you do, so I'm Mel wrote a bit about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I never buy anything that says space balls though, whatever, because I know I know that's not licensed. Mm. <laughs> but uh, but there was a lot of things that I felt were definitely like I guess really paying homage to those early universal horror films as mm-hmm. but as well as giving a direct kind of like shout out to the hammer films as uh, the kid Charlie was most anytime he was watching a horror film it was like most of the time it was a hammer film with like Peter Cushing or and Christopher Lee on screen on his TV. Yeah, I noticed that, that. Yeah. That is where I have a big gap in my, my movie history. I have yeah, not I, seen I, many I, hammer. I haven't seen many hammer ones either. Yeah. And I'm curious too, cause I've, heard, cause I've seen a bits of some of them and mm-hmm. the ones that I have seen, I, I think it was Dracula and the Wolfman. Something with the two of them. Yeah. There's it a lot really, of, there's a lot of people that think Christopher Lee is the true Dracula. And I'm like, really? I guess I need to watch some of these ham- Hammer movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. probably horror is my biggest gap as far as movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm bad with the horror stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting caught up with the newer. I feel like I'm going backwards. I'm getting caught up with the newer stuff and working my way back. Well, yeah, it's it's a bit more respectable now than it was even 10 years ago. You, you yeah. have filmmakers really making like, good horror, mm-hmm. which is yeah. a bit like, of an oxymoron. But Well, we're getting a lot of people, I think, yeah. who you could tell grew up on like the uh, Sierra Leone Westerns and like mm. the, mm-hmm. the Dario Argento type horror. Like, yep. Yep. really visually stunning and artsy one now I've, I've actually recently i'm a big fan of suspiria and i for years i was just stubborn and i would never wanted to watch the remake you know like it's blasphemy uh i recently did break down and watch it there was a lot of love to the original in that mm-hmm. a lot uh some beats of the story i felt weren't as driven Mm-hmm. as they were in the original and they took a couple of liberties but nothing major like just yeah. minor they certainly changes. didn't use color the same way to, no, to say the very did least not. <laughs> did not wow yes like the uh the dream sequence i guess <laughs> yeah i wasn't expecting that <laughs> at all I mean, I wasn't mad, but I was just, wow. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. But this, this is nuts. I think it's part of what I like about uh, Fright Night. Uh, see how I brought it back around? There you go. Steer us back. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's definitely a movie that respects those there. old classic uh, movies a lot. It's it. Um, yeah, it's, it's honestly just something I thoroughly enjoy. I just like the idea of, oh, there's this horror creature next door. How the fuck do I convince anybody that's true? <laughs> what exactly was that uh, living person there? The guy that took like about six bullets. 
who was shot with Michael Myers. Oh, I assume that was a familiar. Six times. I assume it was just a familiar. I guess they don't explain it in movie. But I assume it was just supposed to be a familiar. Um, he was waiting. Well, he blood radiator fluid. He's not. Human. Well, no, no. I assume he was turned some point during the movie. But I guess they don't explain yeah, thought, that, do they? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just just have like you know his lackey that bleeds radiator fluid and has yeah. Michael Myers strength. Well, that's, it actually reminded me of Lost Boys. In Lost Boys, they even have that line. It's like, oh, yeah, when a vampire dies, it's going to do something crazy. We don't know what. And it's almost just like an excuse to just the filmmaker be like, yeah, we're just going to do some crazy shit every time we kill a vampire. I okay. felt like this movie followed that rule fairly well. <laughs> it's just a vampire is going to die. We're going to do some crazy shit, okay? This one's going to leak radiator fluid, okay? <laughs> 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 well, yeah, the uh, vampire ends up falling in love with uh, Charlie's girlfriend and puts mm-hmm. her under a spell and ends up trying to bite her. And then uh, Charlie and uh, uh, the TV Peter. actor, yeah, uh, Peter, yeah. Vincent, yeah, Peter Vincent, uh, both uh, fight him down in a, in a few different final showdowns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be one one thing. Like, I enjoy this movie, but every time we get to the ending, I always feel like it's, it's dragging on a bit long i feel like yeah, yeah okay, they should have just had conclusion oh no it's we're not oh conclusion oh no yeah. we're not oh no they should have just started breaking windows in that main area the of the house basement yeah mm-hmm. yeah in that, the basement that felt like just the, do the same that felt like the most basement. natural ending <laughs> yeah but instead they go upstairs and they essentially just do that <laughs> no they go to the basement and then do that <laughs> yeah it's like you, you already had that set up okay we're gonna do it here sure like you're we, we know the sun's coming up and i mean this the sunrise is taking a sweet time at this point mm-hmm. he should have been roasting alive flying around i know there wasn't that much shadow in that room yeah yeah well it doesn't it doesn't work as hard if you're a bat so that that's how he was able to indirect avoid. sunlight attacking someone on a staircase <laughs> at the bottom of the steps yeah <laughs> Sure, sure. Why not? Sure. <laughs> what, what was the first? Was was thirty? Was the Universal Dracula the first one to do the bat? I think so. And sunlight. I don't know about sunlight. I'm trying to. But think he of... always came out at night. I think it was just. I think he just said like he doesn't like the sun. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to remember what 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 was the first movie that established the fact that. Dracula slash vampire is just the sun is their kryptonite. I and and I'm I'm at a loss because like that's just something we all know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's been it's like our entire lifetimes. Yeah. yeah, and I'm trying to remember when that was when that was set up, and I, and I I don't know who was the first to do it. Like it's a it's a rule, and <laughs> who. Who wrote it? Damn it! I, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 it's canon. I mean, unless it's Twilight, then it just makes you sparkly. But um, it's something I've known for my my entire life. Okay, vampire can't go into the sunlight because dead. Yeah. Now you it, now you've I, got me looking into it. So am I frozen? Oh no! You're searching. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm searching too. I'm curious about it too. You, you've got me wondering, because, yeah, it wasn't always like that. Yeah, it was just, I think at first it was just like, uh, we don't like the sun. But I don't think it was like, yeah. it kills you. I don't think yeah, it... we're night people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. 
uh, was it an allegory uh, for for something or or what? Uh, there's just just so so many tropes Maybe, you know, that established in 1985's Fright Night. No, <laughs> what if, I, I I I would be shocked oh, if that no. were no no way no. <laughs> Like the precedent was set somewhere. I just don't know where. God, I'm getting into so much history here. Uh, it's, See, it, this is not clear. Yeah. It's just something I know. Yeah, it, no. You know, I, it's just that and the 2020 election was stolen. Like, those are just things that I know because <laughs> <laughs> I have Bram Stoker's uh, novel. Okay. what I'm finding. Okay. What, what I found okay. was Nos- Nosferatu 1922. Mm. Oh, hmm. is that a fact? Oh, I got to rewatch that. I don't remember that shit. Hmm. Okay, we, we, we'll see. Yes, <laughs> that that's nineteen twenty-two. Is pretty. That's a hundred years ago. That is literally a hundred years, years older than my grandmother. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, Let's see. Anything we want to add? Or are we ready for? Sorry, the, I didn't mean. Our werewolf. Oh, no, 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 the, no, the no. sunlight we, thing. Listen, <laughs> listen. If it wasn't called the Organized Chaos Podcast, it'd be called the Derailment <laughs> Podcast. We're all about derailment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's cool. Um, are we ready for the werewolf though? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Marvel Studios yes. Werewolf by Night. So this was announced, like I brought up a little bit in the intro, this was announced like a month ago. So I assumed it was coming out sometime next year. And then it's like out on Friday and I didn't even know it was coming out. And then it's here. It's like, okay. Essentially, I feel like this is kind of the return of the Marvel one shot. Although this is definitely the most elaborate one shot they've ever done. They're getting very elaborate towards the end too. (sighs) Yeah. But yeah. I've heard the runtime is short. It's fifty-five minutes. It's, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a quick one. Um, it's it's essentially a mini movie. Uh, this is the biggest project ever directed by Michael Giacchino, and I'm slaughtering his name. But the Giacchino, the Giacchino music maker. Yes, I was about to say if you're familiar with his name, it's because he does lots of great movie scores. I actually really like his scores for the most part. Um, yeah, he's he's a big J.J. Abrams linked. Yeah, yeah, he does uh, lots composer. of that stuff. He's been doing lots of Marvel stuff too, though, recently. And yeah, he direct he directed and composed the score for this piece. Um Man. and he does a solid job. A uh, couple of the facts about this little uh, one shot here is that he was he did as much practical as possible, and it's all sets. And it's all done black yeah. and white, old school style. And it's it's wow. a fun little story. Um According to Kevin Feige, this is important for the MCU going forward to get this stuff established. Which I feel like is definitely laying some groundwork, at least for Blade, if nothing else. Yeah, Um, I was kind of expecting Blade to come in there at some point. I was expecting maybe a Blade uh, mid-credit scene. That's the thing, there's no mid-credit or post-credit scene in this. Once the credits roll, it's over. Uh, That's a rarity for Marvel right there. (laughs) Hmm. Um. But yeah, I, I kind of dig this story. And um, we get, uh, there's lots of little Easter eggs in this. Uh, I guess to, if it, if you haven't seen it yet, the, the story is simply uh, Ulysses Bloodstone, who's this famed monster hunter, has died. And he has this artifact that he uses to hunt monsters called the Bloodstone. And a whole bunch of hunters gather together to win the right for this Bloodstone. 
Um, now, uh, some of the more prominent, a lot of them are characters I don't know. The two most prominent ones are uh, Jack Russell, a.k.a. Werewolf by Night, and uh, Elsa Bloodstone, who's a pretty big character in the comic books right now, essentially a monster hunter. Um, now, of course, the Bloodstone uh, rejects monsters, and one of the twists is, of course, you get Jack Russell, he gets access to the Bloodstone, he goes to grab it, and it just push him away because uh he is a werewolf <laughs> uh but yes this is this is just a short little like 50 like half a movie length tells a full story um and it just has me interested in uh i'm kind of disappointed that it's only one piece honestly because i'm interested in seeing this world expanded on yeah me too i i mean i kind of figured he was the werewolf immediately yeah Mm-hmm. I thought she would also turn into one too, but I was mistaken. No, not no. What, was yeah. there no post credit scene? Nope. No. But uh, yeah, and we they did change up the uh, Marvel intro. Yeah, like, they uh, did with uh, how they have it, and they added like wolf slashes and a wolf howl. Yeah, and they did all black and white, was, old school. Yeah, I was like, film I was like, stuff. All right, yeah. that's that's pretty awesome and the order that i watched everything was i watched fright night first and then i watched frankenstein and then i watched this mm-hmm. hmm. so it was kind of a really nice uh i guess palette ch- palette cleanser to go from frankenstein to this with yeah. it still being in black and white and the use of like practical effects and everything no it was i was like oh this is cool this this proved it showed me that a black and white horror like those old universals could be made today and still look good no, that's the thing. Like last night, I ended up watching. I watched this first, then I watched Frankenstein. And I was like, "Wow, these things are very similar." Like we essentially yeah. have like the trends that are back in thirty one, but here's like something paying so much homage to that type of movie. Um, yeah, like I said, I I overall I dug this. Um, I like what they did. Uh, I like uh, Gail Garcia Bernal who plays uh, Jack Russell, aka werewolf by night yeah um, he was good he was good uh laura donnelly who played elsa bloodstone was good as well um the woman who played like essentially the main villain um i don't know the actress's name but she's in a lot of stuff and god yeah you you hate her character as soon as she popped up <laughs> um the other uh what was the other thing i wanted to bring up uh oh yeah man thing we haven't brought up man thing uh, Man Thing has a nice little cameo Ted? in this. You mean Ted? <laughs> yeah, Ted. Yeah, uh, a, a revival from his sci-fi movie back in like 2004, I guess. He's kind yeah. of just Marvel's Swamp Thing, um, but it was yeah. nice to see uh, him come back and actually get like a fun little story. Um, but yeah, I, hey, I, Ted. I dig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ted. I, I just dig the setup. I dig all the callbacks to the, the classic horror movies. Um, you have somebody who's not familiar with those classic horror movies. I'm watching this and going, oh, I see what they're doing. And I dig <laughs> it. Um, I like the transformation scene where uh, I like what they did where uh, all you're, you're not actually seeing him transform into a werewolf, but you're seeing her reaction to him transform into the werewolf and a silhouette of him transforming into the werewolf. It's like, well done. That seems like the type of artful thing they would do back in the day before they could do CGI and all that crap. I will say... I was a little disappointed in his final werewolf form. I thought that felt a little lazy. I would like a bit more to that. 
But yeah, uh, this was yeah, fun. It, it did essentially just look like a bunch of glued on hair. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> not much to it. No. <laughs> I mean, still looked great on film, but. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's weird. Like, like they did that close up. And it's like, I like that close up of him in the werewolf form. I just wish it looked better. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't enough to kill it for me, but yeah, it was kind of like, eh. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm kind of like my biggest complaint about this is I'm disappointed we aren't like automatically going to get more stuff ex- expanding on this stuff because like I dug it, I dug this. Yeah, little, I really like, did too. Like slice of the MCU in the supernatural world taking place in 1930s. I assume did they establish a year for this? No, they did not. Okay, or at least not one that I caught. Yeah. We will have to see. I know it's got lots of people talking about a possibility of Mid- Midnight Sun story. Uh, I'm trying to think. What were the characters already established? Let me look that up. Because I know a lot of the Midnight Suns are kind of getting established right now. Uh, including, uh, well, obviously Blade's coming up. Um they kind of had Ghost Rider and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I don't know if they're counting that as canon. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s place in the MCU is one of the most confusing things ever. Did they get a director yet for Blade? I believe, I heard a rumor right now it's going to the guys who did Moon Knight. Oh. Which, I liked Moon Knight, so I'd like to see what they do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um... I'm interested to see Blade, if nothing else, to see a return to this type of stuff, because I I like it. Um, the MCU could use more vampires and werewolves. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Uh, uh, any final thoughts, Bobby? <laughs> no, um, I, I really did enjoy this going completely blind into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, knowing that it's like some, con- it's lower within the MCU and more of it, mm-hmm. uh, I want to see more of the monsters want to see more of what this end of the MCU has to offer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I did like for, for putting my cards out on the table. I knew of this character. That's about it. I maybe knew a little bit more about this going into it than I did about guardians of the galaxy. When I went to that first movie, you know, not a whole goddamn lot, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. <laughs> I love seeing the the bit more obscure ends of the MCU being explored. I think it's I think it's cool. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, with Deadpool three being announced, mm-hmm. it, at least they're embracing the fact that you don't have to constantly target the under eighteen audience. You can you can still be a Marvel movie and 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 have adults that enjoy it mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, sure. it's certainly uh encouraging mm-hmm. well as we all know disney has never ever before made an r-rated <laughs> movie so <laughs> outside of uh you're talking about miramax yeah yeah disney has never ever made an r-rated movie so I believe that's a good Miramax, segue. Miramax, however, has. Yeah, I, I believe that's a good segue into Disney's Hellraiser. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the, the the first uh uh G-rated Hellraiser movie for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, did they did they throw this under their 
newly acquired Fox banner. I don't remember what they put it under. I know it's Hulu. It's, it's Hulu, yeah. It's definitely yeah. Hulu. Um, I don't recall if they threw it under the 20th Century Studios banner or what. I'm I'm pretty sure it didn't have the Disney banner, but uh, <laughs> it is Disney. It had the Magic it is Kingdom Dis- opening. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that all the people complaining about Disney not doing R-rated stuff. Uh, you did see this, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and go over my initial thoughts on this real fast. Um, because as somebody who really likes the original Hellraiser, um, and yeah, actually, of all the horror franchises, I'm actually decently familiar with the Hellraiser stuff, strangely enough. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't There's seen so the Siffy movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no it's it's an oddball but i like the first one quite a bit that would definitely be my favorite um and this one does have some callbacks to the original especially once they get to the story you kind of see where it's definitely calling back to the original mm-hmm. that being said um this is a movie where i kind of liked the second half but the first half was a bit of a slog for me um it felt like we have this uh, Hellraiser box. I don't remember what it's called. I'm probably completely brain farting. The puzzle box. It's bouncing yeah. around. It's pricking people on the hand, and then they're dying. And there's and literally... at times it's dildo shaped. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there are. I don't know what you're talking about, CP. There are no uh, S and M references in this franchise whatsoever. <laughs> Where are you getting this from? Where you? I don't know. BDSM demons. Yeah, fuck, man. BDSM. What? No, not in BDSM demons. Get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) No, but there. I love the fact that there was the typical angry dweeb on the internet trope of getting pissed that. The, the main Cenobite was a female and it was like, oh, they're making Hellraiser woke. And it's like, dude, <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. you, you need to get out and touch some grass. There nope. there have been female Cenobites and Lots do you really them. care about what, what their private parts are? Because yeah. they're fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> All of them are fucked up. I, I never thought of their gender once. I don't care. Well, that's the what thing. The, the Cenobites are all types of fucked up throughout the entire yeah. franchise. So, what do you do? You think you know what their genitalia is underneath? Because how <laughs> yeah, fucked up they are, I don't know any of their genitalia. It, it might well, be some of the most fucked up shit you've ever seen in your life. Well, you there's don't there's know, definitely you know? like pins in it, and yeah. it's like being pulled back by some other piece of flesh, and just such a, such a strange thing to to jump on in your crazy yeah. mm-hmm. sorry I, I well no i it's, <laughs> it's literally what caught my attention to this i was like oh there's a new hellraiser coming out oh everybody's yeah. upset over the female pinhead oh, okay yeah we'll have to check that out um yeah and my thoughts on uh jamie clayton as pinhead i thought she was pretty good i mean mm-hmm. she has a bigger role here than honestly i recall pinhead having in the first one but that's the thing pinhead's role always got like booted up because in the first one, as I recall, he was like the main Cenobite, but like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of them, and yeah. they're all fucked up looking. And obviously, uh, uh, Doug Bradley's Pinhead was the one that really stood out, so he became kind of the main focus. 
So he became the iconic one, and now we have Jamie Clayton's take on it, and she's good. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we, we don't even get that much of her until like the second half of the movie, which... Yeah, like I said, like in the first half, I just feel like the, the, the puzzle box is getting the people, it's scratching them, and then they die. There's literally a scene where a woman's holding it, and you see her go, ow, and she cuts herself, and it's like, oh, well, fuck, I know. <laughs> and she she going to die? Yeah, it's like, okay, come on, come on. And it, I, I, like I said, I'm into the second half of this, but the first half is, is a bit of a chore. What were your guys' thoughts? Mm. I would agree a bit mm-hmm. um, when they when they go to that, like, so first our lead is uh, a recovering addict which mm-hmm. i thought was a it was a neat implant for like when she was freaking out and people thought that she was you know back on the wagon mm-hmm. I, I could have an appreciation for making the lead that for you know use later in the movie but um when they when her what was it? Her brother, her boyfriend, yeah. what, her, what the, her brother, her, who she, yeah, she has a brother and a boyfriend here. Mm. Yeah. The boyfriend was the one that took her to the, the, the safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and, and, and like, I would have been pissed, like really pissed if I'm going to commit a crime and there's no real cash. Yeah. It's and, just this like, puzzle just box. This it's like, yeah, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, cool! A little box that stabs people. Thank God we committed crimes. Well, for no, this. <laughs> it's like let's break in and steal some stuff. It'll be easy money. And then they get to this safe and they have no way to crack a safe. And I'm like, wow, the fuck, guys, the fuck. Um, and then finally, she just, proper planning prevents piss poor performance. And it's like she just knocks the 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 wheel off the safe and then it opens easily. It's like I I don't think that's how that works, but. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's well, convenient. Yeah. The box wants to be found. Well, why is it even in a safe then? <laughs> why not? Yeah. Why is it in a safe in a container? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's just like that we have to break yeah. into. I mean, th- there's levels yeah, of. It, it, yeah. <laughs> well, we later find out through um uh, a wealthy millionaire's attorney uh, <laughs> that, you know, she kept it there to hide it. My question, why not dump it in the fucking ocean? Yeah. Bury mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no better way to hide Bury it, guys. It in the there's of no the fucking ocean. <laughs> Fill the safe with cement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drop that into the water. Mm-hmm. No, Problem no, no. Solved. I yeah. think I think the best way to hide it is to maybe put it in a shoebox under the bed and just forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we're going to put it up in, like, a crawl space, right? Yeah. And then we're going to leave the house abandoned, right? Yeah. We're going to let it sit for several, 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 several decades. Mm-hmm. Demolish it. <laughs> and then, when clearing it up, that's when we'll rediscover the box. Nice. So a whole yeah. new person will find it. Or just build it into the new house. Ooh. Ooh. Um, okay, my, my thoughts on this were um, I, I was going completely blind into this is pretty much my first introduction to any Hellraiser before. Well, I would only, say this works as a pseudo reboot, so yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, the only prior knowledge I would have about it is um, something about a box and some fetish torture demons. That sounds about <laughs> right, yeah. That sounds that's the biggest stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd say within the first, like, 
30 minutes of the movie, it lets you know the type of movie it is. Uh, absolutely. Really? Because we get, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, because I, I had pretty much my first thoughts going into it were just that, okay, this can be about some sort of, uh, you know, fetish demons who torture and, uh, <laughs> and a puzzle box and <laughs> something about a puzzle box. That's all that I knew of it. Um, I think with the uh, shot of the uh, escort at that uh, sex orgy party in the beginning. Oh, and, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm forgetting that. I, I'm thinking so hard about the roommates. Where yeah, I yeah, like, that's why I'm thinking I don't care too, yeah. about much of any of these people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we get the rest of the movie with them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, that, that's part of what the beginning was such a slog. Because, like, Riley yeah. is a character I'm not super interested in. And as time goes by, I warm up to her. The boyfriend, I don't like at all. And then there's yeah. her brother her and his boyfriend, just... who I like, but one of them's dead super fast. And yeah. yeah. <sighs> and then there's the other roommate who the other roommate who just feels kinda, so yeah. tacked on. Just I know nothing. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But, I live here too. Yeah. <laughs> she made tempanadas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. I defy anybody who watches. Tell me one feature about that character. She yeah. cooked. Yeah, she made tempanadas. <laughs> she made I enough mean, for Jesus. everyone. She made enough for everyone. Well, well that there you go. <laughs> it's like, like she has like she. I kept on forgetting she existed, and then she'd pop up. It's like, oh yeah, she hasn't died yet. Because it's like when they spend so few little time with a character, you're like, okay, I'm just waiting for them to die. Then, <laughs> yeah, the this like the 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 meat of the conflict between the main character and her brother is, you know, she, she's a bit of a fuck up and, mm -hmm. and like, you don't need more characters in that apartment mm -hmm. to, to sell everything. It was just, just like tacked on. It felt yeah. like I, you, you yeah. could do without those characters. I mean, yeah, right. they were essentially there just to pad the body count. Though. Right. Yeah. That's right, all they right, were there right. for padding the body count. And it, it, it's just kind of like before we even get to story, which drove me a bit oh. nuts. Where are you going, Bobby? Well, I was just going to say, it's it's no different than, like, um, I want to say maybe Friday 4 and 5. Mm. Or, no, what, what's the one with the imposter? The five. 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 That's five, yeah. Where we get this whole house full of misfit kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because, you know, they're all going to be fucking dead about midway yeah. through anyway. Yeah. So, and, and, go. Sorry, go I, ahead. I was just going to say, that's the thing with these horror movies. Like, I get you want to pad the body count. But the yeah. best way to pad the body count is at least give us characters we somewhat like. Right. Um, fucking right. Crispin Glover, uh, the fourth one, was such was such a good example. He's such a goofball. And of yeah, course he has sex, so you know he's gonna to die. Too. But like, yeah. you like him, you. <laughs> yeah, like there, there was believable dialogue yeah. there yeah. between him and uh, his his buddy, mm -hmm. uh, the one who liked watching old time nudie movies. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, there there was substance. Like I I, yeah. I knew that he had recently broken up with with. Uh, a significant other and uh, was kind of tormented about whether or not he was a dead fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And, I remember uh, that, <laughs> you know, that, that, that's, that's good enough yeah. for a, yeah. a slasher of all things. Uh, yeah. You know? I'm not looking Thank for you. Shakespeare, but like, I know yeah. you're, I know what these characters are padding the kill count. 
I know that going in. Make me well, I mean, mildly invested. Make me. Well, you can, but they could also just introduce the people if they are just trying to pad a body count, like Sleepaway Camp, the uh, small mm. kids who she just butchered with the axe, all because they kicked sand on her. Yeah. <laughs> you know the one that Ricky called you little fucks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just find it hilarious that he called those small children mm-hmm. little fucks. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like. Well, no, it, well, Hiding a body count is good if you're introducing, but I do f- agree with both of you. Yeah, they were definitely just like, yeah, I, a lot of the roommates, roommate stuff was just kind of, uh, skip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, you want to kill them. That's fine. If, if you need those actors in the movie to kill, I'm, I understand, mm-hmm. but don't, don't try to give me this, this apartment dynamic whatever whatever (laughs) drama they're going through because most of them aren't really in it they're Mm -hmm. just there to to like hey i have an opinion and oh don't worry he's your brother he'll he won't kick you out and uh that's really it they're just like spectators for the most part so Mm -hmm. have them be neighbors and yeah just uh fuck I never thought I would I would say this about a horror movie. A, 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 I guess it would be considered a slasher. Mm-hmm. It, you know, the drama between the brother and sister was enough for that apartment. Like yes. that was yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like it talked about how like she wasn't paying rent and he was covering her side. But then they have this other roommate, and in my mind, I was thinking, so wait, are they dividing it two ways, and he's paying two thirds, or? Do they go to the other roommate and she they each cover half when Riley can't cover it? Right. How does this exactly. work? And now now exactly. we're adding a- unnecessary thought processes to that aren't needed. <laughs> Dude, that you, you read my mind. I'm watching this thinking, all right, so w- what's the rent? Who's paying how many dividends? Yeah. We yeah, have exactly. like six people here. He's yeah. paying for his sister. She's bringing her boyfriend by. Are the other tenants pissed that she's bringing her boyfriend while not paying rent because mm-hmm. i've split a house with with people before and holy shit the dumb arguments we've had uh about just having another human being in the house overnight like just holy it, 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 it'd be easier to pass laws in congress than it would be to explain <laughs> what it's like what kind of arguments you could go through living with more than two people in the same house and, and splitting rent and, mm-hmm. Oh, that could have been yeah uh, something that they had major conflict about, but mm-hmm. no, they just, they were just worried about the sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that's it. <laughs> and if, if that's all they want to go for, that's fine. But like, like you said, just, Okay, so she's rooming with her brother, and they have friends. Boom. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Get- or even like just drop the line in where, like, you know what? We think that you know we pay whatever. If they're mm-hmm. each paying a fair share, mm-hmm. they should be like, "Hey, um, we pay rent here too. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to kick your sister out." Like mm-hmm. it, it yeah. would it would give them a little more importance in in the in the script, and you know it it would establish 
<laughs> just maybe, why they're there. Or maybe have a scene after uh, he and his sister got into a fight where he goes outside to have a cigarette. His boy, his boyfriend is out there. They're both talking. Mm-hmm. And him just saying, like, you know, that's a bad move kicking her out, right? Yeah. You know, we, yeah. You yeah. should try to make her, you should tell her to change her mind. You well, yeah. Let her stay. Like, well, I mean, they something don't, like that. Or, they don't you quite know, have like, that. But when she's leaving, the boy, the boyfriend is out there and he's like, no, he's not serious. Go back in there. You know, they, they kind of have yeah. that. But yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, for the most part, I'm not really engaged with these characters and kind of towards the end, some of them maybe. <laughs> yeah. Also, though, I think it took, uh, they should have been on to uh, the boyfriend that he was in on it when he, oh, they yeah. came back into the room and he was wide awake. Like at that point, like, yeah, no, we're not doing anything. Yeah, no, he's, he's an obvious piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, at no point was he ever redeemable. And at no point was there ever yeah, no. signs that he was going to be redeemable. They didn't name <laughs> some of the other uh, Cenobites, but I did come up with a few names for them. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's there's Pinhead. There's the Vagina Nun. There's uh, Skinless. Mm. Uh, and there's the uh, Gas Mask, the one with, like, the sheet over his face. <laughs> and uh, there's a Gut Ball and Flat Face. Yeah, and whatever the hell that thing is rolling around in the walls. <laughs> and as soon as I wrote that, that's when the reveal was on that. But yeah, Vagina Nun was definitely a... Vagina that. Nun is pretty on point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you, saying, are you guys trying to say that there are BDSM elements in this movie? Yes. I don't, yes. I don't know if I see Without that. Hesitation. I don't know if I... Without hesitation, Bob. I don't know if I follow. Oh, this seems like a good Christian movie to me. <laughs> uh, I must have well, missed, missed the Pure Flix. Uh... <laughs> pure Flix. <laughs> yeah, Pure, pure, pure Flix, Flix now bought the Hellraiser, Hellraiser. catalog. <laughs> I, am I mistaken in uh, Bob? You're, how well versed are you in? Hellraiser? I've seen the first one a few times. It's been a few years though. Uh, most of the other ones I've seen pretty much once. The so not not super, the the, yeah. the mm. one with the the mouth, ch- uh, is it Chatterbox or I think it is Chatterbox. Uh, yeah yeah something like that yeah. It, that one was in this briefly, right? The, uh, so it, not only an homage, but they were using. Canon Cenobites. I, oh yeah, I'm I certain think. we've seen that one before. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I called that one uh, the uh, science effigy. <laughs> dry mouth. Yeah, yeah, dry mouth. <laughs> dry mouth. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I couldn't think of a funny one, but I just thought I had to fit effigy in there because of the mock cross mm. that he was on. Unexpectedly, <laughs> that Cenobite loves peanut butter. <laughs> he and neil will be great friends (laughs) but yes uh um yeah this one i i actually did like this a lot more than i thought i would i mean i i wouldn't say it's my first pick for a horror or a slasher type of Mm -hmm. movie but i mean it it made me interested enough into the series that I mean, I might check out the original. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm interested to see it, to compare mm. like the difference in like, between well, it. It was I'll made in 1987. And yeah. Like, and I'm, it, it feels it just, just yeah, fair warning. That's, that's <laughs> fine. I prefer the 
more practical rubber suit looking mm-hmm. effects. Mm-hmm. Um, so that yeah, Bobby, you won't be shocked to hear this at all. The, the reason why I am semi-familiar with the Hellraiser series is because uh, the actor who plays the father in the first one uh, played one of my favorite Star Trek characters, Garrick. It's Andrew Robinson. So maybe you want to dive into this, can check it out. <laughs> Fair. Oh my God, Fair. Garrick's in a, in a horror movie? I'm checking that shit out. It's not quite Garrick, but yeah, Andrew Robinson's great. And, uh, yeah, no. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, the fact that I'm, I mean, like, I, I was a big James Spader fan. And, you know, then I saw uh, Crash, and, you know, now I'm like, okay, James Spader's in this. Let's see how this will go. Is he mm. going to be creepy? Well, he's mildly creepy, but not like Crash creepy. So that's, that's yeah. a plus. Let's crash our car and fuck. <laughs> It's true with that movie's Hard to look at Hollywood Stargate, in the same right? way. <laughs> what was that, Pop? I was saying that the Crash is can with Stargate, right? <laughs> sure. That was Daniel Jackson, right? <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, um, as somebody who's who's seen the original Hellraiser and um my wife Emily is quite a fan of the well she not even she has seen most of the franchise but she's quite a fan of i think hellraiser is her favorite horror movie so i've I've seen it whether or not i wanted to and i remember thinking you know i I don't have a problem with this i I, i'm in no rush to watch the sequel Mm -hmm. um but watching the 2022 version i feel like it is, um, you know, by the numbers remake. It, yeah, it, it's it's not terrible. It's, it's not well fantastic. done, but yeah, yeah, it's it's just modernized. It's a yeah. modernized version of something. You know, you're just re retrying the the good old Hall- Halloween 2018. Fuck it, let's just re refresh everything and. Yeah. Well- well, no, I think the true fuck it standpoint was the Texas Chainsaw 2022. Oh, shit. Oh. No, no, I, yeah. I didn't mean like, that literally fuck it. Well, that literally was fuck it. We'll mm, throw some yeah. shit against the wall, see what sticks. Literally. We'll, we'll recast just the literally in every... last girl and just <laughs> butcher her <laughs> in every yeah, way. <laughs> why? Just like, dude, it, people don't think of her the way they think of Jamie Lee Curtis. Would mm. it, you, you can't do that. No, no me, did... thinking, me thinking of her as either her in a mental asylum or her as far the fuck away from the state of Texas. Like yeah. She's living in Nova Scotia, <laughs> yeah. Canada right now. Exactly. Like, like, that's what I think of her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, like, <laughs> heavily, heavily drugged. Uh, you know, Xanaxed the fuck out. On, on or a, she's living on a in daily Nova basis. Scotia, just very yeah. drunk, shooting birds every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nowhere near Texas. That, that's nowhere near sure. Texas. Yeah, nowhere near Texas. <laughs> Not a fucking ranger, at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I like the idea, but <sighs> give me um uh, Dennis Hopper's character back. Oh, from two. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's such a that's such a wonky franchise. Oh, part two. Yeah, that 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 that's underappreciated. And the fact that Toby Hooper was just like, I, 
I I made the first one as a, yeah, I don't really want to make this one, but fuck it. And he he just you leaned in to do whatever I want. Yeah. Cool. And it, and it and it worked. Like it's it's just so. I mean, I understand awesome. people who are expecting the first one will definitely be a little taken aback, but um, it, it there's plenty of satire and and humor and and um, camp to it, but it's it's absolutely on purpose, and oh, yeah. a lot of it is is fucking good. Yeah. The 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 meat. The, what was it? The the beef stew uh, competition. The chili. The chili, chili that's it. Think, yeah. <laughs> Random. It's all on the meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I got it. just good meat. Oh. <laughs> right. well, uh, yeah, Texas Chainsaw is just a bizarre franchise. It's so, yeah. all over the place, especially right. lately. Uh, speaking of bizarre <laughs> franchises, Hellrise Theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so, back. Joining us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I this you feel a lot of the uh, ideas from the first one carried over into this. Like they they are definitely a reboot. Part of my problem is that in the first half you don't really see any of those ideas, and <laughs> in the second half you start saying, "Oh, here's here's one person who's been infected by the box." He's got a friend who's helping him get victims. Oh, this is just like the first one. Okay. Whereas in mm-hmm. the first one, you have that set up like immediately. You know that shit's going on. The question is, when is the father and the daughter going to figure this shit out? <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I, I'm looking. I'm looking the the plot up, and I forgot about the the millionaire mansion party in the beginning. And uh, yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> so no, that, that felt kind of tacked on because pretty soon we go into like our main characters, and yeah. then when it comes back, to that it's like, oh, there was a point to that because it felt kind of tacked on, and it oh, was nice to actually to come mur- back to it. But yeah, we're going back to the murder orgy mansion. Nice. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen the Hellraiser sequels. It's this is probably better than those, I will say. But uh, the first oh, one yeah. is still solidly the best one in my opinion. It, it's 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 fine. It, yeah, it, I, I I don't have complaints yeah. about twenty twenty two. I'll say that, but I, I, you know I'm I'm not running out to to defend it if yeah if I need be. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about this, like semi-reboot air of horror movies i definitely mm-hmm. prefer halloween 2018 um oh, yeah yeah because i was way that more one doesn't have a first it. half on board <laughs> yeah i would kind of also like one for friday the 13th yeah. one that is actually would give it justice i mean I, the remake i felt mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. bit of it was decent yeah it's not the worst yeah. remake it's what ever. i would expect from a jason mm-hmm. right but before I the title like, screen Mm-hmm. Yeah, right before the title screen, <laughs> and then after that, it's just downhill from there. Yeah, it's 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 a twenty-minute little prologue there in two thousand nine. That was yeah. decent. Mm-hmm. That was, and just I, I, I think it's just how we were talking about earlier. Is just even if there's a big cast, you know, and if it's just to have the body count, make us care about the, yeah. the people. Spend make a little care bit of time on each of the characters. Don't make all of them the worst people possible yeah. all gathered in one room together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've I've had to sit through fan films as as some bizarre little 
thing on my channel because people want to torture me. And there's <laughs> a shit tweet ton. about it. <laughs> yeah. There's a shit ton of Friday the 13th fan films. And, you know, with, with all due respect to people diving into the art of filmmaking, um, horror isn't about people talking. It's about special effects and, and gore and, and certain, certain things. And if you don't have the money, uh, your cast should be kept small mm -hmm. for a myriad of reasons. And it feels like even with some of these bigger budget things, you know, having a cast of a bunch of people who have speaking roles, uh, we've got to invest something in people, uh, especially if you're going to put them in the same apartment together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know technically we only have three people who are roommates, but it really feels like five. And yeah. one of them who is the actual roommate is completely forgettable. Like, right. <laughs> right. Like, dude, I, there. Might as well. I, there's a moment where I, I genuinely was like, all right, what's the rent? Who's splitting yeah. what? Yeah. How many, wh who's, who lives there? Who doesn't? It it, it was very. Uh, we both had that moment <laughs> where it's like, wait, why am I even wondering this in a fucking hell race movie? <laughs> How do they divide well, this? Is it five ways? Is it three ways? Is it two ways? What? what? They, they made a point of him saying, "I'm I'm paying your rent," or "I'm paying for you," mm -hmm. and it I'm letting you stay in my house. And when he said that, like that that fucking yeah gnawing berry stuck into my head and i was like wait a minute so you uh, is this a condo do you own this uh are the other people paying you rent yeah or, or, or are you using like the when you say my place what exactly do you mean and and like the the, the scene was long over and i'm still yeah. stuck on him just saying yeah, that little exactly. line to <laughs> the exact same thing happened to me. Like we're we're dealing with like uh, the 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 puzzle box is is stabbing people and fucking people up, and I'm still trying to figure out how the rent for this place. Dude, the for. rent was my puzzle box. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, how the fuck could this possibly? I'm confused. <laughs> and, and yeah, that, it just shows you like yeah, the first half just does not really work. Um, like I mm -hmm. said, this isn't the worst. This is a well done movie. Mm hmm. I think we need to set up the actual like villains or at least you could at least set up the rich guy as the villain early on. You need to figure out like, I don't know, maybe even set up well, the boyfriend just introduced as a villain. Him and then he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> maybe even set the boyfriends working with the rich guy because fuck it. It's not like I ever liked him. It'd be one thing if yeah. the boyfriend was a likable character and then it'd be like, mm. <gasps> but I never fucking liked him. So finding out that he's the bad guy, it's like, oh, good. We're going to kill him. Right. It's <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of like a horror trope too. Like, yeah, uh, introducing a dick that you're going to root for to die. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but it, it what I, I might have missed it. What was the millionaire's motivation to have the? Didn't the they didn't establish his motivation uh, I mean, they for did what. Late. They to, did later why he uh, the box why he, oh. yeah yeah with the box they did because he wanted a sensation I think yeah he, he chose said. sensation but he wanted to get rid of it so he need new victims to 
get to the wish point so he could wish it out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I do remember being a little. See, I was worried too much about the rent. <laughs> the rent was a very was like, hours yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this must have been trouble. <laughs> okay, we now have Dude, a new... I had a calculator out. I was like, all right, so wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Okay, now okay, one... they're in Boston, Massachusetts. A place like that should cost something like this. Yeah. Yeah. One of yeah. the biggest Facebook groups is now figuring out the rent in Hellraiser 2022. <laughs> all right. She's There's not lots paying of rent, She's got to be on garbage duty if she's yeah. not paying rent. Uh, who replaces the milk? Yeah. Uh, or he's bathroom duty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the well, toilet needs cleaned out. Guess who's doing it? Yeah. Well, CP, you had brought up something interesting earlier, how you thought it was a nice character point to bring up that she was a recovering addict. And I, I also like that point because they could use it to, like, you know, have have it work against her, be prayed against her. Right. They did. Right. Um, one point in there, and it's actually in regard to one of the roommates, uh, Nora, the only other time that we hear anything from her Who? is how she, oh, we don't drink around her. Oh, we don't drink around her. Mm-hmm. I mean, me as someone who is a recovering alcoholic, can't people drink around me? I, I mean, people who will try not to. I guys don't change your behavior. Yeah. Because I am around. I mm-hmm. Personally, that line, I was like, fuck you, Nora. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Hollywood <laughs> has such like that. You could tell sometimes when when movies they do no sort of research in a particular topic, and that that is quite clear. Yeah, and, and uh, she resorts to doing drugs. I think pills. Yeah, pills. She finds yeah. like a stash in her uh, car. Yeah, which is funny. As soon as I saw her turn them up, and I went guaranteed she's going to be right back out there for them. Yeah, and then yeah. a few minutes later, I was like. <laughs> Chekhov's pills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, it it's weird. I from my knowledge of addiction, people have a drug of choice or DOC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if she's into narcotics, you know, alcohol wouldn't be something you'd concern yourself with. Yeah, you, yeah exactly. you have a brilliant That's what I point too. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they they even did another point of addressing it when he was in a lot of pain. Both of them had problems with opioids. She handed the pills to the bad guy, mm-hmm. to uh, Colin, being uh, her uh, brother's uh, boyfriend. Uh, it's like, here, you mm-hmm. better hold on to these because mm-hmm. these are really strong. <laughs> that's also a nice one. I was just like, that's a nice, that's a nice point. Mm-hmm. I mean that that would just go under to like most the, the average movie watcher, but anyone who has any knowledge of addiction and substance abuse would see that as oh, right now I, I that, that's I, a true. I do yeah. want to stress that uh, Colin was one of the characters I liked pretty much from the get go. That being yeah. said, I'm kind of surprised he survived after the injury he got here. I was just like, <laughs> the fuck yeah. was that? And then he's just kind of walking around there. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it is. What? Blade was supposed to kind of drug you a little. Dude, yeah. opiates are—they're powerful. Yeah, no, they're, they they're are powerful. <laughs> they are. I wouldn't expect them to survive that, but yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I—I I was gonna say at first I was thinking Trevor was getting off really light, and then we had that like scene at the end, and I went, "Oh, well, I'm actually enjoying watching this." Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I'm enjoying that this is happening to him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I guess if, if you're looking for a final thought on Hellraiser 2022, I just don't have that strong opinions towards it. I'd say if yeah. you're a big fan of the franchise, maybe check it out. Um, if you're a horror fan, maybe, but like the first half, meh. Take it or leave it's it. It's better than the Mario It trailer. has its moments. Ooh, ooh. I still haven't gone around to seeing that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody talks about, but yeah, I just haven't gone around to it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is um the the box, is that supposed to be a, like a, a take on the monkey's paw? I think it might Kinda, be. I could see that. I don't know. I don't really recall a wish-making component to it. Maybe it's been a while since I've seen it, but... Well, doesn't doesn't she not wish at yeah, the no, end? Because she opts she's... out because she wants nothing to do with it anymore. Mm. Right. So, she doesn't like, want anything to do with any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's kind kind of... Yeah, it's a monkey's, a monkey's kind of idea, yeah. Theme. And I kind of assume that's what they're playing off of. Because it always, like... Uh, I mean, that's what we've seen with the other people. Like, you see in the first movie, the guy makes a wish, and then he's fucked mm. up, and he's trying to fix yeah. it. And then uh, you get the guy, the rich guy here who's got that shit through his chest. Um, it's like, okay. <laughs> I, called yeah. him I called that his iron heart. True, true. <laughs> I mean, there's there's so many movies that have had a done some sort of variation on on the monkey's paw oh yeah uh and the one where i felt was the the best and both the worst at the same time because it was wasted was the box i don't know if you've seen that with cameron diaz oh i don't think i've seen that where where christopher lee shows up with a a a box with a button in it and he he lays it down on the kitchen table and he says, uh, "If you push this button, uh, you'll get one million dollars, but one person will die. Uh, you have a day to make your decision." And then uh, he he says, uh, "If if you choose not to, I will bring this box to somebody else and give them the same offer." And it it gets you to think, wait. Uh, if if I don't hit the button and somebody else does, does that mean that I'm the person that's going to die? Yeah, it does kind of sound like that, yeah. And yeah. they don't do that. And it's just like, why the fuck would you... You had such a good idea. Why the, It turns into this really... It, dude, it takes a hard left. And it, it's just like, why call this movie The Box? What did you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or at least you know, have it be the somebody that the is pressing the button knows. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not like a spouse or anything like that. But like maybe like someone like your spouse's mother. Or yeah. Like that. The 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 vagueness. Somebody will yeah. die if you hit this button. That like that was really really neat and 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 set up the tension of the the choice. And the fact that he drops the line in, uh, if you don't yeah. choose to hit the button, I, I'll bring this to somebody else. And it's like, oh, yeah. does that mean well, that yeah. I'm 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 fucked if that person hits the button? 
just a wasted opportunity in my opinion. No, it I, like I apologize. But yeah, dude, if yeah. if you want to watch the first 15, 20 minutes of the box and then bail because mm-hmm. they don't pay any of it off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Anything? Anything you guys want to add before we close out? Uh, no. All right. Mm. So uh, that is the first for our completely and probably our only completely horror themed episode for uh, uh, this month. Oh shit! I just closed out of it, but you know I want to add on Doug Bradley who who tweeted about this. I saw lots of I researched Doug Bradley on uh, why he didn't do anything, why he wasn't involved with this movie. And I saw lots of mixed. Uh, articles from spotty sources. So the only mm-hmm. thing I'm going to quote is Doug Bradley's Twitter. And his response to uh, Jamie Clayton is, I'm a bit blown away by this. The, the clever redesign of the makeup, the shimmer of the pinheads, the palette, whatever that keyhole locket tracheotomy thing is at the throat, it's simple, subtle, disturbing, and sexy. Everything it should be. Peace and pain, Doug. So... Like, there's lots of drama around, you know, oh, my God, why isn't he involved? He seems fine. <laughs> Dude, that that is that is my interpretation of the horror community, especially online, mm-hmm. is they're just as much fans of the actor that plays the, the major villain mm-hmm. as they are the movie itself, sometimes even more so, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've seen people say you, you can't do Nightmare on Elm Street anymore if if Robert England's not going to do it. And it's like it's tougher, wow. but you wow. could you could. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you could. I mean, you just can't go full Jack Earl Haley. Though. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can't Jack go Earl Haley should have worked, but. Yeah, like he, he should have. And I don't blame the actor for that. No, no. In the direction no. in the studio. I kind of yep. feel sorry for the actor because it felt like he was like shooting up. He had Watchmen and that was his next big one. It was like, oh, he's going places yeah. and then it just stalled him mm-hmm. out. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, a little, little too, too serious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, they, they're making Scream movies without Wes Craven. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's it's strange. A lot of I. I I would like to, but I can't explain the mentality of a lot of the horror community mm-hmm. online and and their well, it's, allegiance. It's all over the place. There's lots of people saying you can't recast certain roles. Like, obviously, Hugh mm-hmm. Jackman is Wolverine, Rob Downey Jr. is Iron Man. It's like, give them time. They will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's 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 well, think- odd. Mm-hmm. Well, with horror, I think a lot of it is that these people, like the the fans in particular, they have ones that, you know, that is who this character is. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you don't get this debacle over Jason. I mean, you may hear some people No one say can play Jason better. except Kane Hodder. <laughs> yeah, 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 but there were people who Ignore made things <laughs> iconic that, J- that Kane borrowed from to make his interpretation of Jason better. Yeah, right. yeah, right. Uh, I, I am in the minority of Friday the Thirteenth fans who does not prefer the Kane Hodder version of Jason because he plays a zombified version of Jason. Mm-hmm. Yet, 
his biggest move as Jason is exhaling extremely prominently. And it's a zombie who's breathing very heavily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my personal favorite is too. The first interpretation Steve of Dash. is just yeah. way scarier. Mm-hmm. Way scarier, in my opinion. Yeah, stealing from the the town that dreaded sundown, which is also uh, a great, great mm-hmm. movie, and yeah. actually something I covered in my true crime series, mm-hmm. the Texas Killer. Bobby Corr's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was based on a on a real thing. Oh yeah, For fuck's and not sake. that much. And not that much evidence on it. I mean, this was like fifties. So like I had to I had to do this one I had to do some digging, some digging for. Huh. Most I, everything else I could find pretty much a photocopied version of redacted case files as well as police as well as news reports. <laughs> this one, huh. not so much. <laughs> not so much reporting on it. Um well, let me put a pin in that. I'm going to forget what I was going to say, but I want to I want to touch back to that that for a split second. But um, I think the problem with modern day filmmaking is people get spoiled mm-hmm. with actors playing yes. a particular part. Yeah. Like, I mean, how many times in movies in the 80s and 90s growing up where somebody wasn't in the sequel because they didn't want to do it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't yeah. signed to m- multiple like franchise deals. So we had a deal with different moms yeah. for certain movies. And, yeah. and, and I mean, shit, uh, Batman begins. Katie Holmes is mm-hmm. not. Returning. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in the last 15 years or so, everybody's been spoiled by actors just like, Mm-hmm. being locked into that role and yeah. it's kind of affected the way I mean, the mindset is i mean michael keaton was great but like they recast him fast and then they recast val kilmer fast too it's like yeah <laughs> right exactly yeah, do it yeah i mean uh, um so to go back to to uh what you were talking about rob i didn't know that you cover uh, true crime yeah. stuff. Yeah, I have a one season out. I'm in the process of writing two. Uh, the I'm kind of reworking a couple of my season two episodes, but uh, yeah, I covered uh, them for a broadcasting school. When they wanted me to do like 12 videos, I was like, crap, I just have those and then have 12 videos worth of content up. Um, so I did uh, six true crime ones and six corresponding podcasts with them. How do you feel about America or maybe everybody's um, infatuation with crime stories because I just watched the the Dahmer series on Netflix and there's a bunch of mixed opinions about it and I I agree with some of it Um, you know the, the, the glorification of somebody who did such horrible things is is well, I think Not. we've, as as a country, we've always had a fascination with it, almost. Yeah. But I, but with it, it's always kind of something that is definitely wrapped up within our own history as a as a country too. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, bloodshed is definitely within our country's history. Oh, sure. That is for sure, even on our home grounds. Happy Columbus but, Day, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Columbus yeah. was a saint. What are you talking about? Speaking of, mm-hmm. speaking of, yes. In the city that, that bears his name, where which I reside, yes. Mm. But, Sorry. <laughs> you live in Cleveland? Oh, it's, no. <laughs> No. I didn't know you were from Spain. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> but, but even like, there's like some cases that I even talked about in the first season. There was one um, in Cleveland, actually. It was uh, one of Cleveland's most infamous unsolved mysteries, even still to this day. Elliot Ness couldn't crack it. It was a uh, torso murders where this guy was pretty much dismembering people in like the downtrodden part of the town and leaving it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, like, even small areas have their own histories, like how we were talking with Texarkana, that's something of local legend out there. You go out to California, you name it, there's what, Zodiac, um, mm-hmm. Ramirez, the Manson family, and it goes all over. And one, and even one more of notoriety that I could, out of the many, is David Berkowitz in New York City in 77. That's not Damn, yeah, like that. That that put a whole city, like New York City, shut it down. One yeah. man, one nutbag. And you, you know what's what's funny? Everybody talks. I, I, I used to work down, literally down the block from the Amityville house. Um, everybody talks about the Amityville horror, the the Lutzes, but yeah, if the right before they moved in, some dude killed his entire family in that house like yeah. ronnie defeo killed yeah. his mother his his father his sister his two younger brother and sister like some fucked up shit happened in that house yeah. never mind the, the 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 scary ghosts and whatever the fuck they keep making movies about like yeah there, there's just bad energy there yeah uh the house always gets like resold every five years or so too um, we had they a guy haven't... up in Poughkeepsie who killed a bunch of prostitutes and kept them in his uh, attic, but nobody made a big deal of it because he's black. Um, huh. It's it's kind of I don't know what what the 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 choice behind not talking about that that much is, but. You know, in in a world where we're starved for true crime stories, I never hear the story of Kendall Francois in Poughkeepsie. And that dude killed a lot of prostitutes. And it was uh, kind of a big deal uh, up there. Poughkeepsie's about uh, maybe 60 minutes north of New York City. Okay. Poughkeepsie, you said. Poughkeepsie, yeah. If if you want, I can I can give you the story and the information and and everything. It, it's certainly. Yeah, yeah. Please yeah, be the first that. to cover it. Yeah, forward that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because um, there's one I'm scrapping that it, it it got too much too heavy for me to read, and I took a break from working on it for a few months. <laughs> uh, I was I was wanting to cover shooters, and I was covering Elliot Roger, and I had a uh, of his manuscript, and yeah, I. I deleted that file and yeah. How how big is this manuscript? 
Oh, it's a, maybe it was about a hundred plus. Maybe like not that shit. Yeah, and no, that's, no. that's the other thing. How like the incel community looks up to him, oh, and God. it oh, just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. It, it, I I don't know what the fascination with it is. I think it's just kind of more of just it's. I think it's similar to the fascination that people have and the. Uh, I guess the internet fandom behind with uh, like cryptids and like, you know, SPC foundation, you know, creepy pastas and stuff like that. It's Mm -hmm. kind of more of like a look into like that unknown, the things that drive us with fear, the things that, you know, make us, that can scare us. And some people are more terrified of just, you know, a lunatic hell bent on killing people like, like slasher movies. That's, I think that's the appeal with that. Like the appeal with Michael right. Myers, it's just, he's just a guy with a knife. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's Nothing, fictional, yeah. which yeah. I, I completely understand and yeah. absolutely am, am guilty of doing the same. It's just when people start idolizing and, and yeah, bringing up real life people now, that have done I, some crazy shit. It's just like, yeah. Guys, what are you doing? Well, with that school, they told me I still had to be entertaining with it. And I was choosing true crime. So they wanted me to try and make light of it. So you'll see in a lot of those that I'm making light jokes. I try to make it at the killer's expense. Yeah. At all costs, because I I find it hard to joke about I thought you had a couple of decent laughs at I thought. Well, I mean, I had, I know I had, well, the first one I covered was a story of Ken Rex McElroy, mm-hmm. which uh, that's a story about some guy who just thought he was hot shit and pushed his weight around town. And, uh, oh yeah, one more thing. He did find it. He was fond of marrying girls ages 12 to 14. Oh, according to yeah, Matt I Walsh, make a lot fine. Of, yeah, I make a lot of jokes about him being a pedo and just a pedo piece of crap. Like, yeah. he's, the guy was just a piece of shit. What but is a it, woman? Any, anyways, the whole town got sick of his shit eventually and circled him, opened fire. Nobody admitted a thing. That crime is still unsolved. <laughs> so it's a, pretty much a story of how 30 people can't keep a secret. Mm. Yep. But, yeah. uh, so, yeah, keep... If, if you want true crime, you got to check out Bobby Corder's uh, channel. Uh, next week, we have probably our most and least Halloween podcast coming up. We're going to be talking about <laughs> Halloween ends. Oof. So, yeah, Halloween right there, because that's going to be it for that podcast, because we also got the last three episodes of She-Hulk and the last four episodes of Rings of Power. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And I am behind on Rings of Power really far. I'm enjoying She-Hulk. This last batch is actually pretty good. <laughs> But uh, anything you guys want to add before we sign out? Oh, no, I'm good. No, th- thank you. Thank you for having me for yeah. a, a horror themed yeah. <laughs> episode. Well, well, if you guys haven't yet, subscribe to Willie. Uh, Willie, is it Willie Screedia? Willis Screedia, W-I-L-I-S-C-R-E-D-I-A. Let me point the right way. There. There we go. Subscribe to Willie Screedia. Subscribe to Bobby Quarters. Subscribe to Organized Chaos. Uh Everyone have a good one. Uh, Time for our (laughs) goodbye freeze frame.
They think order and chaos are somehow opposites and try to control what won't be. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt. 